Hey, shut the fuck up. Welcome, ladies and gents, to another episode of the Geek Mosh Pit Podcast. My name is Jason. And I'm Anthony. And once again, as always, is our third member here in the Geek Mosh Pit Podcast, Mr. Stefan Perez. I'm here for part two of the of the movie madness of summer blockbuster. The blockbuster part summer two, movies. Chapter so. <laughs> two. And it's episode 50! 50! 50! 50! Fuck! I'm halfway there. Ooh, we're halfway to 100. Oh, God, I'm going to 100. 50. Oh, 50. That's how old I feel right now. Yeah, because you're married. <laughs> That's right. That's it's right. I'm like 90. No longer uh, so, a young bachelor. So oh. last episode uh, for part one, we covered Flash, uh, Indiana Jones, and the Kingdom of Suck My Cock, um, Insidious, and... Uh, Jeez, I keep forgetting the name of that that movie. You both uh, sounding song. freedom, sounding freedom, sound sound of freedom, the su- smell of <laughs> the sound of trafficking, sound of traffic, sound sound of traffic. Yes, yes, sound of yeah. freedom, the sound of traffic. <laughs> Didn't see that one. Didn't see that one, folks. But actually, uh, we're going to cover the rest of the summer blockbuster movies I, I that we, we yes. want to get back into because yes. there's one big glaring uh, omission from last time, which is. Barbenheimer. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Stefan, why don't you start us off with Barbenheimer? So, yes, the Barbenheimer phenomenon that uh, everybody wants to capitalize on and create another one. Uh, you know, somehow this got started online of the big meme of like, just wh- why don't we just watch, you know, two movies that are like completely different, but be- everybody's excited for Oppenheimer by Christopher Nolan and Greta Gerwig's Barbie. Yes. And it's it's funny because the like both movies came out on the same day, but for some reason, like yeah, it's it's I mean this this happens before like like two blockbusters come out on the same day, mm-hmm. but for some reason, yeah, the internet was just like they started creating memes about it where like both the movies are like they're linked like, they're linked somehow. somehow and like the the posters with like Barbie like sitting on his shoulder and and like all this weird shit it's a Oppenheimer. Lot of fun. Yeah, it's it just so it was so much fun like to see that. You see people show up <laughs> For like wearing Barbenheimer shirts and like wearing pink and stuff like that. So, dude, I heard that Christopher Nolan was a little bit peeved about this. Did you guys hear about that at all? No, no. no yeah, he was a little bit upset and he made a tweet or Is something. He on Twitter? I have no idea. He's it's something about X guys. Come on, oh, it's on X. Stop yeah. fucking up the pronouns. Bigots. What was he upset about? He just didn't like the fact that people were kind of comparing, not comparing, but actually doing this funny meme thing for a movie that he actually put a lot of heart and soul into it was a serious hmm. film and to get it confused with Barbie, it was something. I mean, if anything, it's just going to be better for like his, I guess, publicity. Cause it's like, Hey, you yeah. have people who are going to guarantee if they're going to see Barbie, then they're more likely than not going to see your movie. So why don't you just shut the fuck up? Yeah, he's probably pretty <laughs> goddamn ha- auteur. Just, just like be happy that people are going to see your fucking boring ass movie. He's probably uh, happy now because I think it's one of his biggest openers, like outside of uh, a Batman movie. Like it's, I think it's about to surpass like uh, Inception, which wow. made the most money for him. Uh, that wasn't a Batman movie, no. so yeah, I'm sure that he's. I'm sure he's happy now. If he was uh, unhappy before, all right, all right, more than Interstellar. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I don't know how much money that. Uh, he probably did fine, but I mean, it made enough money for him to keep getting. Just so much control over his movies. Did Tenet even flap? Flop? Flap? I didn't even see <laughs> Did it flap? Uh, I don't think it made that much I didn't even see It's the Tenet. 20s. It's flapping. Well, it, it, he wanted to. He wanted people to go into the theater, and they released it in theater. I don't know if people really watched it. There was like the pandemic stuff still happening. But this has brought people back. People were thinking that movie theaters were dead after the pandemic. People just want to, uh, you know, gorge themselves on popcorn and ho-hos and 
because it can't fit outside the door. Mm, so they want to filling. Yeah. So they just want to stay home. But that does not, that's not the case. People have an urge to go out and have this sort of community experience of Barbenheimer. It was, it was great. It, yeah. Like you felt an energy. We were like, I wore like my Hawaiian shirt, which had like pinkish in it and like white shorts and like my red Converse <laughs> with a red tank. Top I think I did see some pictures <clears> on Instagram. Had the Barbie that. theme playing while I was walking into the theater. Like, I mean, it's, it's like, it's so asinine, right? Because it makes it's like this makes no sense, yet it works and it's fun, and we all couldn't wait to do it. Yeah, yeah it's just like a, a a fun thing. It reminded me of yeah, I don't know, like when um, like Pokemon Go came out for like like one week, just oh, every single person I think it was. was just playing it, and it just felt like harmony, peace. <laughs> and on then Earth. people started yeah. dying because well, they. Like ran off cliffs or whatever. Yeah. The fuck. I actually I do remember that. Like yeah, because like uh, I I went with our good friends John and Julie um, from Nerdjive. Uh, they they got me into it because I remember they got me to start going to the to the old shop where we used to do trivia and like they told me all about Pokemon Go and so I started playing with them and at one point there was like fifteen or twenty of us that all like went from John and Julie's old house and just walked around Santa Rosa playing Pokemon Go. Yeah, like fifteen or twenty people. I mean, like, and this happened like all the time. Like, there was, I mean, there was this thing, like, videos of online of like hundreds of people all like doing yeah. it, and like, and it was fun. And like, Pokemon go to the polls, a cringe joke, and yeah, like, but yeah, it was one of those things where you know, there's tons of Pokemon stuff before that, but it for some reason this just caught on. The same thing with this. It's just like there's been multiple movies where they release on the same weekend, but for some reason this one like became meme material. So it was just like a lot of fun for as like from like a community standpoint that's a lot of hours of film too because oppenheimer is like what three hours three and a half hours yes. and barbie's what probably barbie's two? Just two yeah yeah so it's, it's about a five five-ish hour it's five but you know you got to be there for the for the hall <clears throat> you guys to say that the, you're there like yeah a big break in between or was it like right from one auditorium to the next so we went we went and had food after and we had like a i think a good hour and a half yeah after like. after oppenheimer so we yeah. did that one first because that's what you're supposed to do with a double feature you do the longer one first and so we saw Oppenheimer first. And so I guess we'll start with just talking about Yeah, so we've all seen Oppenheimer. Well, actually, so. really quick, did you see people from Oppenheimer going to Barbie with you guys? Yes. yes. Okay, so yeah, a lot yeah. of people There did was that. like an older couple who was like uh, like 50s, I would say. And this woman had the a Barbie. The old version of Barbie and Ken. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Goddamn kids didn't get it right. But but it was funny because like they, they like, uh, there was this one woman. She's like, are you guys doing Bar- uh, Barbenheimer? We're like, yeah. And um, she had like a Barbenheimer shirt. She's like, oh yeah, and all my son, my son, my husband are wearing this and showed me a photo. And then like, there's like a, there's a video that was online where it's like someone is writing Barbie. Like, you know how like planes will write things in smoke. Mm-hmm. They're writing Barbie. And then right after it finishes, a giant nuke goes off. <laughs> and it was like, it was just so like, nice. it was so cool and like funny. And I'm like, I'm like, this is so, it's dumb, but it's great. And like, I don't know, like Makes it, you feel giddy. Yeah, it makes you feel giddy, but more importantly, it's like, hey, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to go to the movies because the internet got me excited. I'm excited. Yeah. I have no idea if these movies will be good, but I'm going. Yeah, people went outside of the house. They were incentivized to get outside the house for something. So, yep, you know. So, anyways, about Oppenheimer. Uh, since you are the guest as usual, Stefan, what did you think of? Christopher Nolan's new film. Christopher Nolan's new Oppenheimer. So, so I didn't. I haven't seen his previous stuff. You know, so he's on a tour. So this is your first Christopher Nolan film you've ever seen? <laughs> no, like uh, I haven't. I haven't seen like the the last few things. I, I, seen I, I, I saw Tenet. Tenet right? I saw Tenet, and he also did Dunkirk. Oh, he uh, didn't Dunkirk? see Dunkirk either. Yeah. It's bland. Jeez. I saw I, I saw that back in 2017. I saw it by myself and I was bored. I hear time. it's I hear it's good. I, I just wasn't interested in it. Um but like uh uh Tenet had an interesting 
premise and then just was you had to explain a lot and i don't know i I forget a lot of it so when me and you i think uh when we saw rogue one yeah uh they played a trailer for dunkirk yeah and we were then at that time it was so loud and it was like a preview or something like that it was an imax we saw rogue yeah yeah. and he like literally had a panic attack right after the fucking little part the short i remember because that was that was the trailer where it's like uh it's a bunch of soldiers facing one direction and they all they all slowly start turning and you hear like a plane coming like yeah that was a really that was a really cool trailer yeah he's like that that part just freaked me out i'm just like why did i sound like christopher (laughs) look this part just freaked me out apparently doing podcasts freaked him out that's why he doesn't do them anymore (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding actually all right mr prez uh continue yes uh so so yes um I, yeah, I haven't seen uh, Dunkirk, uh, and I, I guess I did see Tenant. So, like, but uh, see, that's the thing. It's like I knew that like another movie came out, but I don't really remember. And it was Tenant, and uh, it was very for me pretty forgettable. I have no interest to see that movie again. But um, it was was it Robert Pattinson in that movie? Robert Pattinson was in that. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, seeing this, I was like, okay, I, I'm not. I mean, like, I really don't have much interest in the man Oppenheimer of what to see. But like, since it was part of the meme thing, it kind of helped like, all right. And my friends, they were very uh, interested in seeing Oppenheimer. Um, so I was like, okay, let's see. And, uh, overall, uh, it was very solid, great filmmaking. Uh, everybody's bringing their a game, uh, seeing Josh Arnett back, you know, in like a movie. Yeah, like, and he looks, he looks great. He still looks, uh, you know, very dashing. You know? He doesn't sound anything like he used to. Yeah, he, he had like different. this kind of like young guy voice, you know, and like you'd expect yeah. it to make just to, to have an older version of that. But he was just like, hey, like Barbara Oppenheimer, blah blah blah. And everyone's just like, who are you? You're wearing yeah. his face. He's a body <laughs> double. It's another one of those situations where it's a body double thing. I bet. I'm glad that he brought he brought him out for this. Uh, you know, you see uh, 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 Josh Josh Peck from Drake and Josh. Yeah, he shows I, up I, in two shots. I did not see that at all. <laughs> yeah, he, he he shows up in one shot, and then he you see him later when he like drops the bomb or something, or he's there for the button. Um, yeah, a great cast. Uh, uh, Florence Pugh and, and her tits are in it. You know? <laughs> I actually didn't even know that was her until later in the film. She was uh, so she was nice to look at. <laughs> I'll just um, leave that there. But uh, uh, <laughs> apparently, like, uh, Christopher Nolan, like, uh, uh, apologized to her recently for, like, giving her such a small role in... in uh, hey, well, I'll tell you about that small role. She filled it well. <laughs> and, and a weird thing, um, I mean, you know, she she's she's done nude scenes before, and she's basically always topless if you ever see her like on the on the red carpet but um man so, i, yeah, I can't care. wait to watch black widow <laughs> <laughs> actually she's gonna be in uh the thunderbolts show oh yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm kind of excited for that um but yeah uh she's great um you know florence Pugh is, is great but uh uh what was i gonna say about that um Lost my train of thought here. Florence Pugh's tits. Yes, I know it was going off of that. <laughs> yes, it her, going, her tits. Uh. Yeah. Oh, oh. So, like, an interesting thing about Christopher Nolan. I didn't know this until recently. Is that he writes his scripts in the first person? So mm. he like, I read the sex scene, and so it reads like, uh, she mounts me and rides me and fucks me. And then says, you know, the the line, you know, yeah. the yeah. I am death or whatever. Yeah. That that line, but he writes it in as himself. So like there's been that thing and where he's like oh. just fucking wanking it hard when he wrote that scene. <laughs> Probably. Hey, it's Hollywood, baby. Yeah, it's true. Uh but um people have said that, like uh that all of his main characters are kinda like fill ins for himself. And like the most I think 
like one that looks most like him, you know, is Leonardo DiCaprio in Inception. Oh yeah. So like it makes sense of how he that's how he writes. Um so uh but I just thought that was like oh. funny and like you know, he's like, Oh Florence Pew, uh, I, I wrote this. Can, 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 can you read it? <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You take your shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> well you need to do a screen test, uh, yeah, I read the script while we do this. But uh uh yeah, um, uh, overall, uh, yeah, solid. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I was thinking, like, would I watch this again? Um, and I don't know. Uh, I mean, just for, like, a filmmaking standpoint, it's really good. It's really, like, solid. Great performances. Uh, maybe if I'm, like, in a kick of, like, World War II stuff, then fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a lot like, of dialogue. A lot of dialogue. It's a, it's a talking movie. Yeah, so I I also want to like go off that. So yeah, I mean, it, like great cinematography, great performances, a pretty solid script. Um, my issue with it, my biggest issue, is the fact that people are just talking the whole time. Like it's it's like there was a point in the movie where they're getting ready to test the bomb, where like it kind of just it, the narration. That's stopped. where shit started to kind of happen. The, the narration stopped, and you were actually just watching things happen. I'm like, this is so much because I I don't know. I don't like movies that have to constantly explain things to you. Like I like movies that like for the most part, it's like like yeah, you can explain it, but also just visually show me what's happening. Like just visual, just do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was a point in the movie where it does do that. It, it becomes just like it was just that one little I guess chapter in the movie where it's like we're about to test the bomb we're getting ready to test the bomb here we go the bomb's gonna blow up and so but then after that it, it, it kind of turned into the same thing and that was just my problem with it is it, it kind of just reminded me of like an Aaron Sorkin script mm. like if you ever saw um, I could see that if you, did you ever see Jobs or Steve Jobs or whatever the fuck the fucking uh, Mike Fassbender plays Steve Jobs no. The whole movie is just people just oh, going. No. They're talking. They're just going, going. I believe. I believe that's an Aaron Sorkin script. Yeah, it is. And yeah, and it's just like God, bro. Like, just like I don't care. Like, I, I, just, I didn't. I remember when I saw Jobs. I didn't care what was happening because mm. it was like, like the entire time they're just talking about the plot and they're talking about the intricacies of the company. And I'm like, this isn't interesting so much as like character stuff. And there was in this movie. This movie is much better film because uh, Oppenheimer. I mean, because it's there, there is way more character stuff. It's actually like a more character driven movie than I would say like a lot of Nolan films. Yeah, that's yeah, very true. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, Excluding Batman and that's, the ones That's the that. thing about Christopher Nolan, actually, is that his his movies, like, usually that's the thing that people talk about, like, missing, is, like, the motion, the heart of, like, the characters, and that, like, it might seem a little disconnected. And he try, and I think maybe he overcorrected for some people in Interstellar, where it's just like, oh, the secret is love sort of thing, and people yeah. thought that was too... Love, he's blind. That, that was too much. And, like, I think maybe some people said, and I think it's a good comparison that he was trying to do like a Spielberg type of thing with that. of just like the love. Visually it's cool looking though. No, man. visually it's great. And I, that's I, all right. I, I, honestly, the, Nolan's best is when he had uh Roger Deakins. Was he, who was the cinematographer for him? Not Roger Deakins. I, I fucked know. up. Maybe but this well, it was the guy who made the Johnny Depp film about like, was it blow? It, no, not blow. <laughs> what's it called? Like blow ex, irreversible exposition. I don't know. It was the one where Charlie like, and the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it was the one where uh, Johnny Depp is like, he puts his brain to a computer. I remember that, that movie. I okay. don't like, tra- remember the name. Tra- train spotting. Tra- tra- tran- transgendering. Transgendering. <laughs> it's very, it was very ahead of its time. Yeah. Tran- trans. Transcendent. Transcendent. Hey, there you go. Train spotting. Train spotting. <laughs> Transcendence. I'm, I'm going way off here, but it was a cinematographer for like like the first two Batmans and Inception who like made that movie, directed oh, yeah, it. Right. And like I feel like that was when Nolan was at his best. Like when he had that cinematographer. And then he lost the cinematographer, so getting back to Interstellar. And it, Interstellar is like a lot of handheld and it just doesn't doesn't work for me. He also doesn't have uh, Hans Zimmer in this either. Um he had it and he didn't have it for tenant. 
have them. Yeah, you know, I'm just dying. You know, I, I I want to make like more like superhero. Like, music. no, he doesn't want to do that either. I guess. Yeah. Now he did the Batman Superman movie or something. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did the music. And then he, that, and then yeah. he 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 said after that he's like I'm not doing superhero soundtracks anymore. He's like I'm done. I'm, I'm just done. Done. He even doing did it. Amazing Spider-Man too as well. Yeah. He did really? Like, yeah, yeah. He did. Uh, what? Yeah. With uh, some DJ or something like that. He did. Oh, Junkie XL. Yeah. Yeah. Junkie XL him. and him teamed up, and they they did that movie, and they also did uh, Bats and Soups. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. God, this movie was very driven with old dialogue, for sure. Yeah, I mean, in like, I understood what was going on. I mean, it's definitely a movie where you can't mentally check out because if you do, you miss a lot. And yeah, so, like, it goes pretty quick. Yeah, and there's a lot to take in. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I really didn't like the bloated dialogue. I really, really didn't like it. And so if you would ask me, oh, would I see it again? Probably not. I, I like Maybe down the road, maybe in like a couple you, of years. You have to be in a certain mood, I think, because you can't just like put this on and then like kind of be scrolling through your phone. Yeah. Like you just can't do that. Like it's not one of those things where you can passively enjoy. Yeah. Uh, like you have to be engaged the entire time. Like, uh, like if you're going to see it, you know, see it in the theater, you know, yeah. um, which is probably what he would want you to do. Yeah. Uh, see it in theater because you're going to. Mr. Nolan, it's already gone and I don't have like a multi million dollar house. Well, don't watch my fucking movie. <laughs> so the millimeters, though, on the watch film. Watch a movie on though, your fucking iPhone. The film was like shot in a certain kind of uh, millimeter or whatever, right? It was shot in IMAX. Correct? Like a lot oh, of yeah, it. Shot, but there were certain ways of seeing the film. There was an IMAX version and then there was a basic theater version. Or uh, I, I, I don't know how the presentation really works. Like, how it changes like well i think when it's in one aspect ratio i mean like i don't imagine when they edit it in that aspect ratio they're gonna create they're they're gonna have two different cuts would they is that something that they do it's like oh we're releasing like a like a one by one cut and then like a yeah no i I have seen something where people talk about that for the dark knight where like uh yeah there's parts of the dark knight where um there's more of a widescreen. Well, yeah. So, so like that's that's like, like a common thing with a lot of modern films now is that like you'll be watching a movie and like the the aspect ratio is constantly changing. Like the black bars on top and the bottom will appear. When they're showing just, the city or yeah. something, and then yeah. it goes back. So to that's like, IMAX. So it's because IMAX cameras are very big. Yeah. 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 So, um, yes. It's yes. funny because the opening scene of The Dark Knight is shot in IMAX. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. And and it's also in a big ass fucking room. So, so. That, that's I. And I and I've seen it. Uh, yeah. I've seen like different aspect ratios for for it. Like somebody would like put it online. It was just like oh. Oppenheimer or the Dark Knight? Like, Dark Knight. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, and apparently for this, like, um, I think who it was, like Kodak or something, like who makes the film, like they specifically had to make this type of film that he wanted. So like it was specifically made for him. So uh, so he actually shoots on film still? Oh yeah. He, like he's yeah. one of those guys. He's like Tarantino where yeah. he's like, I'm only shooting on film. That's all I'm doing. Um, and yeah, so like he's like, I want to do IMAX. But I want to do this and that, and they're like, "Oh, well, we don't really make that, or we don't make this kind of anymore." So they had to specifically make new film just for him. Uh, he, he knew he'd make his money back. He yeah, was well, yeah, put it on the budget expense. Well, I mean, like it. he has an amazing amount of autonomy when it comes to making his movies. Yeah. Like he has like Final Cut, and like he has control over how it's marketed and like how it's going to be distributed, presented, uh, um, exhibited, and. Uh, I guess this is why, because he made a lot of money. And he's one of the very few filmmakers who can do this. Like, you know, like Scorsese can't do this. Yeah. Like, he's not allowed to. You know, that's why he makes stuff for Netflix, because yeah. they'll let him do something. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, so, yeah, he's one of the, the last sort of auteurs that is allowed to do stuff, him and Tarantino, that are allowed to 
<clears throat> make how it make it however they want. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's definitely he's he's uh, he has a solid reputation in Hollywood. Yeah. And like he usually he always has good returns on his filmmaking investments. I mean, like some movies are stronger than others, right? But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and that makes me happy because like it's it's coming you know, from an artist, right? Like from an artist standpoint, it's like it's, it's nice when there's not all this like uh, studio or producer influence. When it's like just yeah. let the artist make the art. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It, it can they trust him. Yeah, they can trust him and. Like something like this, where it's it is a lot of talking. Like it couldn't be just you could have like a lot of studio stuff. But like it, there's too much talking. You gotta have some more bombs. Get some bombs. Like, get, throw some more bombs. <laughs> I want to see a giant spider. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I want to see some bombs. I want to see there. Oppenheimer yeah. fight a giant spider. You know, like show show them like uh you know some spy stuff going on. Or yeah. Show some war footage. You <laughs> yeah. know, you can have like a lot of that because they don't show any of the war stuff really like at all yeah like, like you don't see anything don't see, none no, 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 you don't no. see any, and, and it's and what, what's cool, you don't even see the explosion what's cool about that is I there's really that don't see the explosion at the I was, end i was yeah. hoping that they would show the bomb dropping on hiroshima at least well you know something you like know that. what i thought of what would have been really cool is if uh while you're watching oppenheimer i mean maybe this would be dumb but it would be, it would be a way to like I guess make you feel kind of the same effect of the bomb dropping that like Oppenheimer feels where it's like <laughs> with a leaf blower and blowing well, everyone's well, face. No, but it's it's like have have the Oppenheimer story going, but then have a separate story of like a family in Japan. Mm-hmm. And like I mean, you would know watching it, like, oh that's Japanese Oh, I get what's going on. They're gonna so we can sympathize, but but it would have been kinda cool. It's like, yeah, have like a separate story with a Japanese family mm-hmm. where the, like it's kind of their perspective of things, then like, yeah, like in like the third act, the bomb drops and kills them or something. It almost have that perspective of like Pearl Harbor because you know when they were actually doing the scene where the planes would come and it was like cool because it would show them flying over the island and you get the perspective of all the people like actually, you know, in their houses and shit and they're just like you see it. You talking about from the movie Pearl Harbor? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was really cool, but um, yeah, man. Though the but I, I, but like but the other thing too is like they don't show any war stuff, and so what's kind of cool is you know back then there weren't computers, weren't smartphones, so like all you really heard from war is like newspapers, and then maybe if you went to the theater and you'd watch newsreels, yeah, the newsreels, like yeah. But other than that, like most people didn't even know what the war didn't even yeah. know what it looked like, and so like I guess that's kind of the feeling you get. Cause it's kind of like, Oh yeah, everyone's like so disconnected from what's going on. That's why, what is it? Oppenheimer's doing anything to like the Spanish Republican army, even though mm-hmm. like the war's over. So he's just completely disconnected from like what's going on in the yeah. outside. Well, world. Well, I think that and yeah. he was also a communist. <laughs> well, yes, that too. Yeah, no, yeah. Russians yeah. Also a fucking commie, but, um, but like, yeah. I, I think that if there is anything, I mean, it works. The movie works great on its own, but I kind of feel like if it would have really like driven the point home of this, like, feeling what he's feeling in a way of like you know him feeling guilty if they did show the aftermath of the bomb in some sort of way because you get the reactions and like i get what they're doing it would have been cool if he saw those nightmares too well yeah but it would have been cool because he never sees the footage right he just he he just imagines what had happened well at least in the movie we in real life i'm sure he saw the footage but in the movie they don't show him watching the footage of the bomb or anything Mm -hmm. uh, of the of the bombing of, of in japan and so it's like all of it's kind of in his head. Of he's like, he's like, I know what this is gonna do to somebody. I know because of this bomb and how I built it. I know what it does to people and how it melts your skin off. And and so I I liked that. Honestly, I really liked that part of the movie of like the like the overwhelming guilt. Yeah. Apparently, in real life, it wasn't really like that. But I don't really care. It's a movie. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's hitting it's hitting that that emotional point that he needed. And like that's what I was gonna say is that so Nolan like he he's done that very well. Like it's it's conveyed. His uh um pretty well like his character is just like pretty emotional about it. He's pretty guilt ridden, yeah. but also he likes the idea of being you know the father of the atomic bomb. So he likes it, yeah. but he also can absolve himself of the 
of the horrors from it too. So in a way, he wants his cake and eat it too. That Truman scene was great. Yeah, Truman yeah, was great. Now get that crybaby out of here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so like funny. It, the the movie itself. I mean, it's a it's a great movie, but like when it comes to actually like a historical sort of uh, representation, like uh, it it's you know it defends him in a way, which okay, like he's your main character, sure. Um, you know, and like they're, they're kind of, ha- uh, hammering on the same sort of red scare sort of thing. Like, oh, it was all nothing. Like there was actual communists and they actually did steal the bomb and, uh, he was culpable yeah. for it. Like, and he was like, a, I don't know. I would say that probably he was just Oppenheimer is just a, a coward for not actually coming out and saying that he was a communist at the time. I think that's probably what he was doing is that he was just not, um, uh, he was like, well, I'm going to play both sides and see how this works out. You think he uh, had anything to do with the espionage? I don't know. Uh, May- maybe. But, like, uh, whether whether he did or didn't, like, it still happened, like, under yeah. his watch. And, like, he still <clears throat> he still trusted them too much to uh, yeah. for it to happen. So if he didn't know it, then that means that he uh, was blindsided. And if he did know about it, then he's a traitor. So it's, like, doesn't look good either way. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's tr- it's kind of portrayed as you know like oh no he's being persecuted in this sort of way but in the same at the same time well he's responsible because it was his yeah it was his team and he you know he put everyone together and and then it's like hey so either yeah you were bamboozled Mm -hmm. and you you know recruited the wrong people which you know makes you incompetent yes or you're a traitor and you knew what was going on yeah so it doesn't Um, so him getting his uh his uh clearance revoked or whatever it's like okay like yeah they they did some shady stuff to do it i assume um, but also it's like, I would have okay. done it too. Fuck them. <laughs> but also at the same time, it's kind of like okay. But I mean, this did happen. Yeah, on your watch. You know, RDJ yeah. Robert Downey Jr. was mm. in this film too. And yeah, he actually, he really, really played a good role in this film. Oh, he did great. He yeah, did I don't, really I don't great. really like. I was really pissed off by his character because like the whole time he kept talking about his Iron Man suit, but then he never, <laughs> he never had it. And I just thought it was just. I That's don't know. the hard thing to separate. You know, every time I see him in a movie now, yeah. I think of Iron Man. Well, it's funny because, like, so most of the time, um, so Iron Man comes out, right? Like, the first one. And then, like, shortly after Sherlock Holmes comes out. And, like, they're very, I wouldn't say they're similar characters because they're not. But, like, a lot, if you watch, like, uh, Due Date, for instance. Like, Due Date and um, this movie yeah. called The Judge. It's basically Tony Stark. Exactly. Like it's, it's, it's basically <laughs> Tony Stark. Oh, I, I think a lot of that is a consequence of, like, Robert Downey Jr. putting a lot of his own personality into the character. I think he was probably casted for that. Too. Yeah. But I would say I wasn't getting any Stark at all in this. No, no. Yeah, was, which, which which made me happy. No, no, no. I didn't either. Because a lot of films I've seen, it's like ah, oh, it's like he's, he's. I'm just saying it's Tony Stark, but like in this, it's yeah. like hey, it's it's the Strauss character. So your 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 brain separated this character from yes Iron Man. Normally it's yeah. been difficult, but like he also like looks different. Like Robert Downey Jr. I'm pretty he sure is actually weight, balding. Mm. Yeah, so like because you know in the movie he's got like in Iron Man she's got like full head of hair, but I think in like in real life he is actually balding, and so like seeing him like that. And seeing him in this character, I'm like, yeah, he doesn't. He looks. No-. There's the other thing. It's like he looks nothing like Tony Stark. Like, yeah. He looks nothing like him. He's other than like his own natural voice. His voice. He sounds <laughs> yeah. his his mannerisms different. So it, it was for once. I was like, hey, it's like I'm watching you play a different character. And I didn't see Doctor Doolittle, so yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody. Well, he did. yeah, he he really embodied the character. Where it's just like the subtle, like everything did not feel like it was Robert Downey Jr. It was like everything was very intentional. He really embodied the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like everybody brought their A game, it's like their life depended on it. It's so like it's probably gonna, you know, now that uh, yeah, um, Dune is not gonna be uh, released this year. It's been, post- it's been pushed because of the strike. 
Um, oh, wow. Because the strike has been pushed. So that means, Damn like, it. probably... The movie's over, though. I mean, uh, sorry, the filming's wrapped, well, isn't it? Oh, it's done. I believe it's yeah, done. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is, but I, they want them to promote it. And so promotion is also being... Can, uh, can I talk about the strike a little bit? Can, uh, can, I, just, can I just talk about it? Oh, yeah, we it talked a little bit about it last time. Yeah, but we didn't, we didn't really, like... I, I've been watching more of it happen. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. <laughs> no, you know why? You know why? Because you had a bunch of people who essentially you had a bunch. You have a bunch of these writers who were writing um, these characters and using like affirmative action, and they were doing all this dumb, shady, like political identity politic crap. And everyone was losing money in Hollywood because the movies weren't making a lot of money because of the identity politics thing. And so now they're paying for it. And I say good. <laughs> well, I say take. good. Like normally, I'm like, oh, you should. Movies are getting pushed I think back, normally though. you should pay the writers more because the writers do get fucked in Hollywood. But these are the same people that were ruining Hollywood with affirmative, like with with like their affirmative action type characters and all this crap. And I'm like, good, fuck you. You deserve this. You deserve this. And it's the same with like with the, like, the actor strike is even more so. It's like I, I get it for like the like the more underground actors, like the ones who no one knows about. It's like yeah, like those are the guys who like. Like they're literally like they work twelve hours a day and they're barely making a living. I get that, but when you get all the celebrities coming in, like the dumb bitch from Snow White, who's like, uh, I should be getting paid and residuals for every second I had to wear my costume. She's such a snob. Wait, wait, wait. Who? Uh, really? She said that. Something Ziegler, the Zegler, the bitch who's playing Snow White. What's her the name? Rachel. Rachel Zegler. Yeah. So she, oh, I didn't even know anything about. She's that. Like, like a newcomer. Or something yeah, she is. She was, I guess, in West Side Story, but she's like really oh. like she's. Like she she's doing Snow White, she's doing the whole publicity. I thought you were gonna talk about like Kirsten Stewart or no, something. She's doing the whole publicity thing and basically she's like uh she's like pushing identity politics and like, you know, oh like uh Snow White's so dated and it was made eighty five years ago. Ours is gonna be a, a much different interpretation where the women are the and it's like, oh my god, and she's just a classic cringe young Hollywood bitch. And like She's like, she's like saying all, like you get all these people like Mark Ruffalo, her, all these A-list dudes who are like millions, hundreds of millions of dollars like under their belt. And they're just sitting here being like, yeah, I stand like, you know, I, I get it, man. The like, you know, being oppressed and not being paid enough. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, I don't feel for you because you're rich. I feel for like my friends in Hollywood who are actually working actors who are just extras and who work 12 hours a day and they still have to work an actual job. And like, I feel for those guys, but I don't feel for... The rest of them. But, like, overall, like, I don't know. Like, Hollywood's such a shitty industry. And it's, like, it's full of, like, the identity politics. And it's full of that crap. And everyone's an asshole. And so when I see the strikes going on, I'm just kind of like, you you all, like, let this happen to your industry. Like, you have all destroyed your own industry. And now you're pissed about it. And so you're protesting, even though you kind of had something to do with it. So I don't really have a lot of sympathy for it anymore. I, I did in the beginning. But, like, the more I, like, look into it and the more I kind of examine it from a, like a different pers- an outside perspective i'm like yeah like, i don't like fuck you guys fuck hollywood i've kind of had the... been saying that since day one though bro <laughs> yeah but, but since I mean, i've known you yeah but like but, this, like, fuck but now you're fuck seeing hollywood. well fuck you, <laughs> well, fuck but, you um... too. <laughs> oh, all right but um you want to fuck turn the mics off let's record it let's record it who was that one band that did that they recorded some chicks getting it oh that was diesel boy there you go yeah yeah it was a hidden track on their album so what they did is they had these two girls come into the studio, they closed the doors because I used to actually jam with the, the guitar player and they just let them go at it and got went into the next room and just like recorded everything just happened. And it's like 20 minutes. Like yeah. these chicks getting on climax and everything. It's wonderful. Oh, wow. Yeah. You just start... Yeah, yeah. yeah. You do hear like fingering and shit at one point. Like it's, it's pretty cool. But um, anyways, off back topic. to the strike. Yes. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I just, I just think that like 
Hollywood is destroying itself and now it's paying for it. And it's like, yeah, you get what you fucking deserve. So that's what I think. Hmm. Hot take. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh, so one other thing about the film I wanted to say was the transition between color and black and white. So I didn't get the black and white Okay, thing. so yeah, I fucking hated that so much. And apparently that was supposed to be because you're looking at the world through Strauss's perspective who apparently sees the world in black and white. But that's not how I... I thought it was like through a TV thing. No, that, that's not how I even envisioned his character. I'm like, I don't think his character is so two-dimensional. I think his character, he's a politician who's like corrupt and he hates Oppenheimer because Oppenheimer snubbed him at one point. Like he like talked a bunch of shit about him at that one hearing. So if anything, it's kind of like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of get where Strauss is coming from. I mean, if, if you, if that was supposed to be like a literal interpretation of it, like he sees the world in black and white. Or if that was just a... I, I, well, I think I think it was just, mostly just like, oh, this is his perspective. The black and white scenes are all his yeah, perspective. Yeah, I, I thought it was just like to differentiate between the timelines because it goes all over the place and like... Well, black and white you would think would be during the bomb, but like during, during the well, earlier... Well, most of the movie would be in black and white. Yeah, but then during the earlier time, everything's in color. It was just during the hearing. So if anything, it was like the present time. But it was also... Right. But it was also when they were having flashbacks of Strauss when, with, when he had like more hair and he was a little younger... The scenes were in black and white. No, no. Uh, but it's still I, from his perspective, right? Yeah. So I found this out. The black and white was supposed to be, you're now you're watching the movie from his perspective. But I, I didn't really get the perspective change. I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like I'm just getting one point of view and like another. It's like, I don't need a color correction to like differentiate the, the point of view change. Well, the, it, the, there's a lot of time jumps. So I, I thought it was uh, appreciated because like there is a lot of time jumps that I would have been way too confused. Like, wait, what? Because, like, it took me, like, a good, like, maybe half hour to, like, understand, like, the timeline of what I'm watching. And I had to be, like, pretty, like, present. To... No, but at the same time, like, so so some of the scenes of the hearings of, uh, of like, Oppenheimer being interrogated, like, some, like, the same timeline, same year, some of it's in black and white, but then some of it isn't. And the reason for that is because um, the black and white stuff is the way, is, it's, it's the story through Strauss's perspective. Mm-hmm. But then the stuff in color is, like, Oppenheimer's perspective and everyone else's perspective. That's so weird. Yeah, so it, it, it was just a weird artistic choice mm. as far as like the perspective of another character. I was kind of getting, when I was watching that scene, now I don't know if they did this in Martin Scorsese's uh, Aviator, but when they were having the, the court scene with all of them talking and, and all that stuff, you, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Uh, I had those vibes from it. I honestly don't even remember any scene in, in Aviator being in black and white. There might have been, I think there was one shot that was in black and white and it was literally like one. Like it was, it was one. No, it was one small scene. It was supposed to be a scene of Opp, uh, Oppenheimer. Sorry, Howard Hughes on TV. And so, like, yeah, it was in black and white. But no, the hearing. No, that was all. In color. Oh, I thought it was no. The, the, that was one thing I loved about the Aviator. Not to go on a tangent, is like the the, the color saturation was just like it was just so so good. Great. It was mm-hmm. just it was great. I don't think what I was talking about was a black and white thing. I think the the court hearing compared to the hearing that we had for Oppenheimer, I kind of got those vibes watching it. In a way, well, yeah, I mean, there are a bunch of people in a room, yeah. and you know, um, you know, Oppenheimer was getting charged for this and that. The same thing with uh, Howard Hughes, yeah, you know, yeah. So it reminded you a lot of that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. yeah. But I um, want to go see this movie again, though. I know, mean, I, I wouldn't. I, I thought it was good, but I just, I, I don't have an, a desire to go see it again. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I, I I'm glad I watched it. I, if it's a Dark Knight. I'll watch it twenty fucking times. Of course. But uh, I, I, Oppenheimer, I, I, I'm glad I saw it. I enjoyed it. I have my gripes, as I've stated. I would recommend if you're a cinephile and someone who who kind of like enjoys these kind of like long movies. Uh, yeah, uh, but I also probably won't watch it again for a while. Yeah, uh, you have to be in a certain mood, you know. But it's it's a great, uh, well crafted. It's mm. well acted. 
Uh, it is a historical drama, you know. Um, uh, it, I don't know. I mean, it, I, I kind of feel like out of like a masterpiece sort of thing, this could be like, this feels like Christopher Nolan's like, it, it's his top game is like with yeah. this. Like, you know, I, I would probably, you know, much rather watch like Dark Knight or something. Of you course. Know, it, it, I mean, it's great, of course, but it's also like more general audiences sort of yeah. thing. What's the main actor's um, name? Cillian Murphy? Killian. 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 I've been saying Cillian for and years. He's, and Killian. he's great, you know. Um, and they was he the only actor okay. from the Batman series that was in this film that you can No, uh, um, uh, Truman was played by Gary Ullman. Oh, that's yeah. right. And I yeah. think there was like... Where was Michael Caine? Uh, he was not in it, but the guy who played Einstein played the doctor that helped him in uh, in the Dark Knight Rises. He was like, they paid me more than that to keep you alive. Like okay, that well, guy. pissed off. There was no, there was no Michael Caine. Oh, no. he was in the 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 prison. Yeah, uh, yeah. that was Einstein. That was the guy who oh, played Einstein. Really? Yeah. Um, nice. There was probably a few other actors from the Dark Knight movies or or in maybe they movies. cut him out. They had every single actor on the planet in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah so they didn't was, have Michael uh, Caine. Yeah. Uh, uh, Haven't played Randy Quaid. Was it Randy Quaid? No, which uh, he's actually in uh, Jack Quaid. Uh, oh, Jack Quaid. Yeah, Jack for the boys. Yeah, the boys. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was in it. it. Yeah. yeah, he was in it for like two shots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just keep throwing actors. I mean, yeah. Emily Blunt here and RDJ here. It was just, yeah. it was, it was cool because it, when you were saying it, flash forward from scene to scene, it would like you would see a new actor and another yeah. new actor. And you're like, fuck, how many people are in this fucking yeah. movie? At, at, and uh, one of the, I, I think that's like one of the most interesting like uh, introductions and characterizations in like one of his movies uh, was uh, Casey Affleck's character. Yeah. Who was just, yeah, he was he's like, this. he was presented, you know, like from behind, you know, so he's kind of mysterious. And then, like, they kind of just talk about him. Just like, oh, yeah, he's got, a, like, a huge beef with, like, communists and, like, the Russians and stuff like that. And it was, it was him who was, like, who most likely killed uh, Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh's character. And, like, it just, like, making him That didn't make to sense to me. If she killed herself or she was murdered, I didn't yeah. they they, Well, they, it's kind of, like, leaving it ambiguous. Like, oh, she could have been killed. Interpretation K- uh, Casey Affleck could have done it. And, like, oh, he's killed people, you know. I'm going to choke you out and fucking die, you bitch. Just, And just, like, Casey Affleck is, like, in that role, it was... Uh, it's kind of creepy because like he's he's you know that he's like sizing up uh, Oppenheimer. I'm just like trying to figure it all out. Yeah, uh, I would have liked to have more of him in it because like he seems like a worthy opponent. Dane DeHaan yeah. was in this too. Dane, Dane DeHaan was uh, a similar sort of vibe from him is that he he just doesn't trust Oppenheimer, yeah. which you know turns out to be right. You know, uh, but uh, yeah, Casey Affleck's whole whole thing. Um, I want to say the other weird great, thing about this movie, and, and I had this kind of issue with the Interstellar was that like the movie like felt like it needed to have like a villain. Cause like Strauss ends up being like the big baddie of the movie. But I don't know. I, I just felt like this movie didn't need Are you talking that. about like Matt Damon would be for interstellar? No. Well, yeah, but also like, um, it was also, uh, Casey Affleck, like uh, at one point becomes like kind of a bad guy in interstellar more of like a, I wouldn't even say anti-hero, but he's kind of a bad guy. Remember the scene where like they're trying to get his like kids out of the house. Cause everyone's getting lung cancer. And then like, he just all of a sudden he beats up Topher Grace. And you're like, what's going on? Like it, th- there was this weird, like, there was these weird antagonists, in these two movies where I'm just like, you don't, I don't really feel like you need this, but I think, I think historically speaking, Oppenheimer had more of an excuse to have that element to it versus interstellar where you just, all you needed was just a space film. You didn't really need to have a villain. Mm. Um, that's just my, yeah, yeah, that's just my observation, my opinion. Um, long conversation, but the movie's three hours. So, you know, we had a lot of, talk yeah. About so, 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 uh, so, you know, I think, uh, Overall, I think we all enjoyed it. Enjoyed uh, some it. of us more than others. But speaking of Hollywood falling apart and identity politics and films, I think we should jump over to a, 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 the other half of a the more uh, controversial movie. film. <laughs> yes, a um, more uh, uh, complex. Yeah, has more depth. It has more depth. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, about uh, to blow your mind. That would that would be that would be uh, the, the second the, half of Barbenheimer, which yeah, is the Barbie, the Barbie, the Barb part. It's the, all you guys. It's the all Barb guys. Man, starring Christian Bale and Margot Robbie, as a uh, two personalities of a trans character who's non-binary. The Barb Man. <laughs> Christian Bale? <laughs> no. Yeah, Christian Bale's like, in Wait, it. what? Yeah, he's in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he plays America Ferrera or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he's got great range. Yeah, he does. True. Uh, yeah, this movie was a lot more fun. Um, it had it was more, obviously more colorful. It was shorter, uh, more visual stuff, less like dialogue. It was it was definitely like relaxing. So you watch you watch Oppenheimer. And then we went and had dinner. We relaxed. And then you go and watch Barbie and it's, and it's fun. It's a good come down movie. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I really liked the uh, I liked the vibe of the film as far as like the kind of like the personality because it had like this very much like you know this, this Barbie pink kind of fun. There was actually color in the movie, yeah. which like, like, is yeah. very rare. It feels like that there's any color in films. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. Because a lot of like a lot of like movies like sometimes it just feels like a lot of movies, including Marvel films, are taking themselves too seriously, even though even when they're trying to have fun. Whereas Barbie was, I would say, mostly trying to have. a Fun. Oh yeah, uh, good performances all around. Uh, I want to suck Ryan Gosling's wiener. He was amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I saw this thing like online where people were like, oh, how come like anybody, any actor who is a uh, um, going method, like they're always playing assholes. And then I think about Ryan Gosling. I like, I think he went method with this. I, like he's not. He's just a really funny goofball character. Yeah, yeah. he really embodied the Ken uh, yeah. persona. It's kind of weird to see a character like Gosling play this, but then see a movie like Drive, where he's just like this. Wait, but he's like good looking. It plays into it, actually, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. I, was, I would say that it's funny because like, there's a lot of characters that Gosling plays where he's like this suave, hunk, Chad. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw Ken, I'm like, this is... this. He was made for this role. Like okay. he like like this. Yeah, like, it's, it, this it's, role was made for him, however you want to... It was, it was, he was great in it, and, you know... Uh, a lot of people, you know, they, they don't know of his uh, comedic chops uh, because they really shine in this. Like, he's really not trying. It doesn't feel like he's trying to be funny at all, but he just is. He's just captivating. It's really funny. Like, an, a great example of his comedic sort of uh, skills is uh, The Nice Guys, which a lot of people have not seen. Yeah, I, um, I think we I saw that. that. We yeah, did see that. It's, it's okay. It's, it's, I, I would have loved for it to be a trilogy. It's too late now. Wait, who's in that movie with him? Russell Crowe. Russell, Russell Crowe. Crow. Okay. Yes, Russell Crowe. And he he's he's great in it. Like both of them are just great together. Um, but he's really funny. Um, in that, like afterwards, like Miranda, she was like, "Oh wow, he's so great." I'm like, yeah, I know he's funny. Like, watch this. And she thought, okay, it was like whatever, nice guys. But I, I really like it. Like he's just super did, good oh, did you show her nice guys too? Yeah, oh, cool, yeah. Because cool. like, oh, if you want funny Ryan Gosling, if you want more of that, then watch the nice guys. And he is. He's, like, funny, and it feels so effortless uh, effortless for him. Yeah. Um, and it seems the same in uh, Barbie. And uh, I think that's kind of, like, one of the things is, like, uh, you know, he's um, – uh, some people are a little upset about it because this is, you know, a very – it's a woman film made by women for women starring women and no – and just everybody just can't get enough of Ken. <laughs> and it's all about the is Ken the director stuff. a woman? Yeah. Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Greta Gerwig, who uh, she is – uh, the darling from the mumblecore generation, if you don't know what that is, mm-hmm. basically, uh, um, yeah, like in the 2000s, it was a bunch of like really indie stuff where people are just kind of talking to each other and it's kind of quirky. And she like started in a bunch of them. She was in those circles and she started, uh, she was writing um, with her husband, Noah Bombach, whom had made uh, 
marriage story, um, Frances Ha. And so she is this indie darling and uh, made Lady Bird. That was her first film. Uh, oh, that movie with um, Saturday that was Jennifer Bond. Lawrence? No. No, no. Okay. What was that one with her when she was like playing some it's like some Christian thing, but it was really fucked up. It was where they ate her baby or something. I have oh, no mother. Idea what you're mother. <laughs> you're talking about mother. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that oh, was Aaron oh, Aronofsky. Darren? Okay. Aaron? What's his name? Darren Aronofsky. Baron. Baron Trump. Baron, <laughs> Baron Trump. Baron. Um, Swayed over there. All right, anyways. But uh, uh, yeah, so she she, uh, she made Lady Bird, uh, Indie Darling, and I I remember seeing it at the time, and I was like, this is like, I mean, I know that she can she can write well. Uh, from like her other stuff that she made with her husband, and she started. She she's an actress too. Um, Lady Bird is just like it, it was okay. I didn't really care for the story, but like the writing is great, the directing is great. I, was like, I can't wait to see what she does next. And then instantly right after that, goes into Barbie. I'm just like, okay, this is a weird, weird choice to have like this indie woman to like go from this thing, which is like coming of age sort of grounded in reality thing, to Barbie. Um, so I was really, I was much more hyped for Barbie than I was for, uh, Oppenheimer. Um, cause you know, kind of what you're going to get with Oppenheimer is like a Nolan movie about Oppenheimer, but with uh, Greta Gerwig, she's only made one film herself, like directing. She, and, what, what about Little Women? Wasn't that her? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So she made, so she made Little Women and, and that one had a decent budget and that was also great. I was, I, I Forgot that about that with one. the one from a few years ago, yeah, okay. yeah, with, with the, Florence Pugh, 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 yeah, with Pugh. Florence Pugh in it, with her little Pew Pews. Yes, does she also get topless in that movie? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> when is it? Well, if you topless? don't remember, then probably not. Well, I don't know, it happens so often. It's uh, that's true, that's true. <laughs> when isn't she all topless? blends together? But uh, anyway, um, yeah, she did Little Women, and that was also very good. Um, and she, you know, she was a modest budget or pretty good budget for like a period film, right. um, based off of something else, so she can work with you know other material besides her own and then she went to barbie so it's still but i would say little women is still kind of a i don't know if i could say indie because it had a starring cast and it had probably a good budget but um she did great and so she does this so it's like okay i would say that she was she had like a like an auteur sort of thing about her like she's the female director the hot female director um and so it's like okay give this to her see what she's gonna do and uh, so I was excited. And also her husband, who makes just indie stuff, you know, Marriage Story. You know, he made that kind of thing. Francis Ha. He's also going to co-write this with her. Mm. So I'm, like, super, super excited. And yeah. uh, and I was not disappointed at all. Uh, I, I loved the film. Loved the film. It was briefly my favorite film of the year uh, on my, on my letterbox list. Uh, just because the, the amount of talk around it. Uh, has enhanced it um besides just the film itself being really fun um a, a fun family film but uh was there any dark moments in this movie uh no not really no. there's uh, some emotional stuff at the end but not so much dark yeah there's nothing dark it's more just like emotional sort of stuff which Where she goes emo or goth or some fucking <laughs> shit no. i mean there's, there's just... a character who's like that but it's kind of meant to be a joke yeah, wasn't like, there like a different version of Barbie? There's a ver- uh, a crazy version. of So her? they're all Barbie. So so because you because know, you know how like when you know when you look at Barbie toys, like even if they're There's a different, different race or like a different profession, they're all Barbie. Or they're a... So every single woman in Barbie Land was named Barbie. And when you look at the cast list, it's like so and so played Barbie, and then Barbie and Barbie and Barbie and, so, and like okay, or, like yeah. So like there were like thirty Barbies. Um, but uh, and there's and then there's also like yeah like twenty Kens, and then there's one guy named Alan. 
who's played by Michael Sarah, Sarah, who was a waste of a character, <laughs> well, a complete waste of a character. I'll get into my gripes here in a minute, but um, yeah. But there's a lot of controversy around this movie because a lot of people. Oh yeah. So going into it, it's like okay, it's a movie. When once Stefan said, made made by women for women about women. So it's like, yeah, it's gonna, it's probably gonna have like the girls get it done, women power, hashtag the, the pink is female. Like it's like, yeah, it's it's gonna have that stuff. But some people were a little, and myself included, were a little surprised by how much of that feminism type stuff was in it. Um, I don't think this movie necessarily was resentful or hateful towards men or anything like that. Um, but I definitely did not get the vibe that the movie thought that men were competent or even very smart. And the reason for that is because none of the men in the real world or in Barbie land are portrayed as like mentally independent or like emotionally stable uh, or even like just smart. Like a lot of them are portrayed stupid or um, incompetent or kind of just like very like highly emotional and whereas like the Barbies are a lot of them, especially towards the end, are portrayed as more kind of like the classic, like what, what people want women to be like in modern movies where like almost like Mary Sue's kind of. And so I, I definitely I saw it again recently with my friend and his girlfriend and I and like seeing it again. I it reinforced it because I, cause I remember when I saw it before it's fun. Uh, I, I had said, oh, yeah, like I, I kind of didn't enjoy the movie after America Ferrera gives her stupid speech um, like and, and seeing it again expecting it to happen knowing it was coming when she did it the whole movie in my opinion just fell apart and i was like and now it's just the whole movie's just like we got to stop men we got to stop men from being men and i'm like <sighs> that's where you lost him yeah well because and like i said and i saw it again knowing it was coming and i still got thrown out well because here's the thing the movie's fun right and the kens are portrayed as kind of stupid and they're competing with each other in the beginning i'm fine with all of that i'm fine with like the most like the first hour of the movie i love it even the like when he's like oh my god i came to the i came to the real world and like yeah man patriarchy <laughs> this is funny and that little joke about patriarchy which only needed to really happen exist in like the real world they extend it through the whole film and then the whole film's like we have to stop the patriarchy Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of little quibs about about women not getting their fair share. And there's a lot of that postmodern shit in the movie, especially in the second half of the film. And yeah, you can make the excuse, well, it's a Barbie movie. It's about women. But it's like, yeah, but it also has that postmodern trash in it as far as like, you know, the, res- the resentment that a lot of these modern type women have. And and so, yeah, I, like seeing it again, I, I, I definitely, it's reinforced my opinion about that. Um, I don't think the movie hates men. Um, but I definitely don't think the movie respects men. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's portrayal, I should say. It's portrayal of the men in the movie. Because none of the men in the movie are evil. They're just stupid and egotistical. A lot of them. And this is why I love this film. is because <laughs> I watch this, and I get a completely different interpretation of it. And actually, the, the, the controversy, uh, you know, is like... Um, you know, guys like Ben Shapiro are like saying this is this is a man hating film, and uh, you should not go see it. Believe and uh, <laughs> you know, like you, yeah. you know, Jer- Jerry Lewis, yeah, does not, does not like yeah. Barbie. Yeah, uh, so now, now clear it out of here. Now clear it out of here. Well, actually, Barbie is a very That's feminist a film. <laughs> well, I definitely think the movie's feminist. I just don't think it's as hateful. But I don't think it's as hateful as a lot of people. So, so the, yeah, the dialogue has been basically. Um, People saying that it is woke, propaganda, feminist trash uh, that hates men and, uh, you know, how dare you? This is, yeah, this is bad. And then there's other people that are saying, like, actually, 
This is quite based, red-pilled, traditional, and pro-men and uh, uh, pro-patriarchy, pro-Ken. Uh, the Ken-surrection is what <laughs> needs to happen. Let's uh, say Kenergy or something. Yeah, Kenergy. You are Kenuff. You know, you're Kenuff. So um, basically, like what I what I kind of see the film as uh, is, I mean, it is pro boys and pro girls. So I wouldn't is say that about children. Uh, sure. Or, or are you just talking about the sex? Sure. I mean, I, mean I, I I would say I guess I guess children, but I'm just yeah. like what does it mean to be like boyish and girlish? Yeah. Like I would say that it is pro those I guess uh, reinforcing gender stereotypes in a way that it is pro that because it is like okay, you know the Kens are treated in a certain way, right. but you know maybe they should be appreciated. You know, like maybe they should have a place. Yeah. Maybe they're, it's pro boy. Like, cause the boys, I want to be boys, you know, like they, they got their horses. They want to have movie night yeah. and all this sort of stuff. But it's portrayed as toxic in the movie, in my opinion. Well, uh, I don't know if it's portrayed as toxic. I think it's just portrayed as like stereotypical. And that is the, that's the comedy. It's just like the, the part of like, oh, like, uh, you want to watch the Godfather and talk through the whole thing, explaining it, you know, uh, it's kind of like a stereotype of like guys just like want to share movies and just talk about yeah, it. But like, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's like you had like those, like I'm, listen, I'm totally fine with like, I guess, stereotypes in movies based on either race, gender or whatever. I, I'm fine with that because sometimes it's fun if it's done tastefully and it's done well. But I feel like in this yeah, they were reinforcing those kind of like male stereotypes, but I feel like there was resentment in it, in a way. I mean, it, it is it is and, the and obstacle. It, it could be satirical. It could interpret it as that way. But the reason I don't is because the Kens become the villain at one point. Well, the, I don't think they do become the villain because we like, have by to the stop, end, we have to stop the Kens from destroying Barbie Land and making yes. us all maids and like, and then they basically use male insecurity, what they would call male insecurity, and and their and their toxicity or whatever, to make them turn on each other and fight while they, you know what I mean? It's well, because they want to, they want to, uh, they want to just basically reverse it so that uh, the Barbies are not in charge and the Kens are going to be all in charge. So like they want right. to, so they want to preserve it, but then that by the end there is there is like a throwaway line about like oh well maybe we could share the power or something like that. But then they never do. Uh, there's one well there's one things like can I uh, one of the guys like can, can I, I be a Supreme Court? Yeah, She's like no. And then it's like what about a lower court judge? Okay. And then there's a stupid Helen Mirren dialogue where like oh maybe one day we'll also have a woman in the Supreme Court. Uh huh. And it's like or something like that. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Women do. So, so women weren't in places of power for a while. But uh. there but there is like a sort of like maybe. Not every night has to be girls' night because at the beginning, like Ryan Gosling's Ken, he's rejected by Barbie, and it's like there's even a line about like, oh, what's where's the where do the Kens go? Like I don't know, who cares? Let's party, sort of thing. Like there's no thought to Ken. Like Ken is an accessory, and like Ryan Gosling in in interviews, like he he really takes us to heart of just like Ken is nobody without Barbie. Like Ken. Uh, is, is is like no he's just an accessory where nobody cares what happens to him nobody cares about Ken like he's just a, he's like a purse to, yeah. to Barbie and like just kind of taking that in he's talk he talks about like when he was on the um, when he accepted the role he read it he loved it and then he went outside to call Greta Gerwig and he has like kids and he sees like a Ken doll face down like in mud. <laughs> And he's like, that was a sign. Like, this is Ken. Nobody cares. I, I, and he internalized that. So that's why he did so well to uh, in it. But like, he brings he brings like um, a depth which is just like, which can be extra uh, extrapolated. Which is kind of like why some people think that it's actually not woke, but is actually very red pilling, 
which is uh, it's portraying the men as just accessories. They have no place in this world. Like they're taken for granted. There's no there's uh, there's no place for them to be boys, you know. Um, and you know, I mean, what, would you say that's a social commentary as to what's going on today? I I think it can be read that yeah. way because uh, I mean it's there. Uh, whether that was intentional or not is a different discussion. Um, but I'm kind of in, so there's, you know, when it comes to media critique and stuff like that, there's, you know, the, the death of the author sort of theory, yeah. which is that, you know, the, um, whatever the author intended, like, okay, that's valid. But if you can interpret it a different way, given, um, the evidence, then, then you can go with that too if you make a good enough argument. So I think that there's enough in here to say that even though Greta Gerwig wasn't trying to make commentary about like like a men's rights sort of thing, um, I think you can still make the uh, the interpretation yeah. make the, make the argument that's yeah. that is part of it. So so yeah, Ryan Gosling he's like he's not taken he's taken for granted he's not appreciated. And then he goes to the real world, and he's like, "Oh wow! Like I'm like there's this thing called the patriarchy, and like men like they're like men can be cool, men can be in charge, mm-hmm. like men there's like boy stuff that can happen and be like cool and all that sort of but, stuff." But that's but but that's kind of goes into what I was saying earlier about how a lot of modern feminists believe that we the world is a patriarchy and that like mm-hmm. men run everything and women are all treated like trash and like like there's that scene real quick where they they come to Hollywood right mm-hmm. and they're wearing and they're wearing roller skates and they're dressed the way they are now. We've all been to L.A., right? Pretty much. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you dress like a freak in L.A., no one's going to care. Well, because mm-hmm. a lot of it's fake, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, but but it's just like it's L.A. Like it's 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 L.A., and especially if you go to Santa Monica or anywhere. She's being in, ogled in, and stuff. Yeah. Like, that, like that but, it, but it's like like everyone dresses stupid in L.A. because everyone's trying to be a celebrity or whatever. So when you see it, you might look at it and go, oh, I wonder what's going on there. That's as far as it goes. But there's a scene like not even her being ogled where like they're just being laughed at. And I'm like, that wouldn't happen like, in the modern world. Like that yeah. wouldn't happen. I actually think it would have been more interesting if they don't go to LA and instead they went to like the Midwest or something like, like that. Hmm. Cause it would make more hmm. sense. Like if they were in the Midwest or the South or whatever, <laughs> they, they where to, things are more traditional and conservative and they, they have these, to, they go to Compton or something. They go to Compton. That, that'd be great. They <laughs> get shot and robbed. But, um, and then Barbie gets anyways. So like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, um, Whoa. Uh, but, but yeah. And then of course she's like sexually harassed by everybody and, and this and that. And, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah. All right. The cat calling comment. I get it. I thought it was funny when they did the genital thing. The genitals joke was funny because it's like, you yeah. know, like transgenderism. Like, we don't have genitals. And guys are like, yeah, all right. Sure. Oh, that's cool. Like, the construction workers. Because it's like, yeah, we accept you. You do you. That's kind of the vibe I got. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, because like, because I some... thought it was just like, oh, this this woman's weird. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I didn't know how to react. I, I guess I interpreted it as like, oh, they're trans. Oh, okay. Hmm. Cool. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Because they were like, yeah, cool, man. Look, great. But you can mm. tell like they weren't attracted anymore. I, I don't know. That's the way I interpreted it. I thought it was funny. I didn't think that dialogue was resentful mm-hmm. or hateful. I, I just thought that part was but, funny. But in, in that situation, you know, like Barbie feels objectified, yeah. you know, and she doesn't be, she's not objectified in Barbie land. Like yeah. she's respected. She's an actual person. Yeah. Um, and Ken, he actually is appreciated. He's yeah. looked at. He says yeah. like, it's only a good day when Barbie looks at me sort of thing. Yeah. So he's appreciated in the real world now by being ogled you know like he's actually seen and so like his whole uh um discovery of like what the patriarchy is even like his uh his discovery of what the patriarchy is like it is still like a well i think that you could and you could see that as being um commentary on what feminine because like what he's saying what he read is a feminist interpretation of what patriarchy is 
which uh, if applied like literally is kind of ridiculous. Right. So, you know, he's like, okay, well, since the patriarchy is a thing, that means that I can just get whatever I want because I'm a man. I'm just in charge. I can do everything. So he goes to a hospital and he's like, oh, I want to be a doctor now. Like, I just want a job. And then they're like, no, you, that's not how it works. And he's like, oh, uh, what? I was told that this is how patriarchy works. So in its own way, it's making... <laughs> so it dismantles its own argument, well, which, it's, is, which it's, is weird. Well, yeah. not really. If you interpret it as, like, that it is trying to say that it's, you know... that If you read it as, like, it is, it is making fun of the definition of what patriarchy is, is, like, not really being what it actually is. Yeah. So... You know, in that sort of, yeah, exactly. It, it dismantles its own thing if that's what the intention was. Or maybe it was, because this is what I think of what, with the reality of the making of the film and intention. Greta Gerwig just kind of made, wanted to make a Barbie movie and knew that there was going to have to be some things in there about like feminism and patriarchy and that's kind of the plot. Um, but didn't really take it that seriously. Like it's just, it's just a scaffolding. And so like you can make fun of it, you know? So like all the woke stuff, in it is actually making fun of it like it's not really an endorsement it's just presenting it and then sort of just making jokes around it sometimes at an expense when so you, like it's yeah. mostly just like the story is a story and like there's you know the MacGuffin is patriarchy essentially like it's not really like trying to say something about yeah. that when you when you say this um when you when you give me your interpretation it really very much reminds me of kind of like the way that the boys is structured mm. which i mean you don't even need to see season three to understand this but it's like if you watch the boys on one hand, it's woke, but then on the other hand, it makes fun of wokeness, like very blatantly makes fun of wokeness in Hollywood, especially. And so, mm. like, I mean, I mean, it's made by Seth Rogen. <laughs> Just get robbed in L.A., man, whatever. <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah, he's a lefty turd, but like, I wait mean. Wait a minute, wait, back up. So Seth Rogen is like part of the. He's like a main writer for the boys. Really? Yeah, yeah. Didn't oh, yeah. He's, he's uh was like part of the. The reason why he got made. Yeah, it's in, he's in season three for like a hot minute. He has a little cringe cameo. But um, yeah, it's it's. I would say you can, yeah, you can probably interpret Barbie that way where it's like, and this is why I say Barbie, it's not a hateful, resentful, it hates men. It's like, no, it's not quite that far. It's just, you can say it, it, like I said, I interpret it as a means of like, yeah, it doesn't really respect men in some regard, or maybe it does, depending on how you interpret it. Um, uh, getting more away from the political controversy, some of my bigger gripes, especially seeing it the second time. Well, I mentioned this the first time I saw it. The boardroom people were completely useless. They didn't need to be in the movie at all. The CEOs mm-hmm. and Will Ferrell and his whole... Like, what I expected was going to happen was that, like, Will Ferrell was going to be like, we have to decommission Barbie. Like, we have to kill her. But, like, but like you know, it's going to be silly and Will ferrell so it wouldn't be full of malice. It would just be like, in order to set things right and, like... Because, I don't know, I figured maybe, like, there's, like, oh, my God, if Barbie's doing this, the the, the Barbie land in the real world can, can uh, they, they might collide and destroy the space-time continuum. We, oh, my God, we got to put her in the box. And so the whole movie's like, we got to get her in the box, we got to decommission her, we got to get her before anything happens. And so I thought maybe what was going to happen was that, like, the Kens would team up with the Barbies. And, this, and this, you can say this is where the equality thing would come in, where it's like, oh, the Kens are useful, the Kens mm-hmm. are needed. They're not just an accessory. And, that, and that's where it would come in, and it's like, we have to stop the boardroom people. But you can still keep it fun, and no one has to die or anything like that. So dire. So yeah, that's one of my complaints. Is um, mm-hmm. is uh, like yeah, it's, I, I just feel like the boardroom people were completely useless. Well, yeah, because I, I think that structurally, like they make sense, and just kind of like from storytelling point of view, like yeah, I could see why they would need to be in the movie. However, what's difficult to do with something like this, which is, and like I'm surprised that they she was able to do as much as she did um is that 
you would have to make them the villain and they're the and Mattel is the people that is putting up the money yeah. for this movie yeah. in real life and owns the rights to Barbie in real life and so you can't really make them the villain yeah. so like they kind of halfway do it and yeah. like by the end like so they don't really have a lot to do they're just chasing her and like there's not really a big uh big stakes exactly about what's going to happen with her or like what they're doing to keep pursuing her um so and also like casting Will Ferrell I think is part of that of like softening it because like oh he's just a goofball yeah um, you can't really take you well, can't he, take him seriously you can't take him seriously I have seen him in serious films by the way yeah he's not bad but yeah, yeah. Uh, but like you know in this he's playing his classic Will Ferrell like sort of grown up kid yeah sort of shtick which uh, for the most part I don't like and I don't I'm not a fan of most of his stuff. I like Anchorman and Step Brothers because of John C. Riley. I think John C. Riley. Well, that's is one of good. the best fucking comedy movies. So yeah, ever. it's very good. And like those are the, like, the two instances where he like really works. Or if he's like in cameos, just really quick sort of. His cameos are wonderful. Like I mean, we think of Saturday Night Live, the cowbell joke, and then like yeah, like he's good. Wedding in small, He's yeah. good in small increments, but in general, I don't I don't like him in yeah. movies. And uh, you know. He I, he was just playing himself like right. how he usually does, right. and there you know by the end it's just like oh now we're go- I'm go- I've changed my mind, and now I'm gonna what it's I don't even remember what he even said like it's just, it's just I, I just wish we can all go on a retreat and tickle each other and I was like what yeah I don't know it's just some bullshit sort of just yeah. like it ends because like he can't do anything bad too bad because it's Mattel, um, but like it makes sense and I like the idea of like his his minions are all like the same people. Like they're, you know, they're just kind of like drones. I like yeah. that where he's, yeah. you know, yeah. It, I, I thought their introduction was cool. I like, just thought the exactly. execution of them was exactly like it's all, it all makes sense. Like within the structure, the timing of everything with, when it comes to them. Um, and even like the, the little intern who's like sort of the voice of reason, Yeah, like all that makes sense and it fits. It's just, they don't allow them to do anything that bad or to raise the stakes that is that bad. And, like the stakes yeah. are, um, that they're going to lose Barbie land. Um, which going back to the political thing, just one more time is that, um, if you really think about it, you know, like in this world, the Kens are not people, they are slaves, they are accessories, (laughs) they are property. And so like, this is, it's 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 an uh, uprising. It's a a slave uprising. So what you need to do is follow this beautiful white blonde woman (laughs) to come back to quell this slave the slave uprising it's funny because the daughter calls her white savior barbie at one point. yeah exactly yeah. so so you know like that's if you can interpret it that way because i mean the, wait the, in the water so so the kens you know they're not treated fairly and then so you you're it's, they're trying to uh bring them back um uh bring back the barbies from being you know enamored by this new patriarchy life which uh is it, it didn't some, seem so bad, did it? Well, they didn't seem to not mind. They didn't seem to mind it exactly until. Well, so here's another thing, uh, another way to interpret this uh, to be red pilled. Uh, the uh. red pilling interpretation of this. <laughs> the red pilling interpretation of this is that. Um, so when once uh, basically Prometheus uh, Ken comes back with the fire, the knowledge, the knowledge of patriarchy. He's he shares it with everyone, and yeah. then there's kind of harmony. You know, it's very boy centric, but you know, like everybody seems to be okay with it. But um, once that happens, so uh, you know, how are they able to bring these women out of it? Basically, giving them generic 
sort of feminist like, talking points. Feminist talking points, like very, like not even controversial. Like just the like you can ask Chat GPT to like come up with. Like, oh yeah, no, it, it was and basic it was, shit. Like, yeah, and it and, and like and it was and it was said by you know the real world uh, mom daughter sort of thing, which I felt was very underdeveloped, and it felt like a, a late addition. And which is why I don't think, which I didn't really mind the uh, the feminist rant because it didn't mean anything. Like it didn't feel like it actually came from like a real place of like thought. It was just very, you know, uh, just generic. It, well, it goes on forever. Too. It does go on for a bit, but like anyway, people liked it. But I think it's just because like, ooh, you go, girl. But like, it didn't really say anything controversial. It didn't really say anything like that was like that far out there or had that much depth. And I think this because it was a late edition because the whole like feminist sort of thing about it was a late edition. The same thing with the real world. Well, this people. is this is okay, but, so, well, just, yeah, just to sorry, finish my sorry. point on it is um, so the red pilling uh, way to look at this is that so Ken has brought patriarchy. Everybody's happy, yeah. and how do they get the Barbies back? Indoctrinating them <laughs> into college feminist talking points, <laughs> and then they return them, and now they are uh, they are no longer subservient wives or whatever yeah uh now they're all kind of uh um want to rebel against the status quo of the patriarchy i like that college feminist talking point <laughs> i mean yeah i mean sure. like so like you know like if you if you wanted to have it be a, like a, a red pilled sort of interpretation of it is like oh this is what happens with real women in the real world they're happy until they go to college and get indoctrinated and they come back and then they just want to ruin everything yeah so, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, yeah. I think this, this goes off to what I said earlier, where it's like, may, perhaps a movie plays both sides, but this, this yeah. is kind of like my problem with the movie also is that like, I, I feel like this reinforces my point of like, yeah, like the first two acts of the film are great. Like, I really like them. They're fun. Sure. They got feminist elements, whatever, but like, it, it's fine. It's, it, they're so subtle and they're so like perfect the way that they're executed. I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a girl movie. Like you're, you gotta have girl power in a girl movie. It's a girl movie. But it, when that rant comes is when the movie that's when all of a sudden the boardroom just disappears for a while. Like the, the boardroom disappears and there's all this weird shit in it. And like, like the, I just feel like that's the point in the script where they're like, well, shit, how do we end this? What do we do? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I honestly feel like that's the weakest part of the movie. And my biggest, 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 biggest gripe is Barbie's. She doesn't really have an, like, she doesn't, she doesn't find out who she is by the end of the film. Like mm -hmm. she's like, who am I? And then, you know, uh, Ruth's like, I don't know. You got to go figure it out. Yeah. And then that's how the movie ends. Like the movie ends with her being like, I don't know who I am. And I'm like, that's not a way to end a film. Well, you can't end a film with like, I don't know who I am. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't give a so definite. It sets it up for a sequel. <laughs> well, kind of. I yeah. think they're definitely so, going to do it. Yeah. They're definitely going to do it. But, and I think that maybe that was part of the thought, but uh, yeah, it's, it is not like Can a satisfying. you raise your mic up a little? It yeah. is not. It is not. <clears throat> Thank you. It is not a satisfying, uh, like one answer ending, um, which I think is kind of like the more the most sort of risky part of it is just like there's not a one definite thing however i do think that it is but when i say like this is a very pro uh boy girl film it is also a very pro human uh film oh, like yes. so like you know when, when barbie is like on the uh, like in the real world and she's looking around and she's at like the bus stop she just is just looking at people and like the wide variety of emotions and lives that people can live, that what the world is really like, and she's touched by humanity. I, and I loved all of that. Like that, 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 that was in the early part of the movie. Yeah. I loved all of that. And you know, like she sees you know an old woman, and she's like, "You're beautiful." 
Just because it's just like she's just a real and woman. quirky old lady. I know. I know. <laughs> it. And it's like played for laughs, you know, like a little bit. But it's like very sweet moment. And like by the end, it's just like I don't know who I am because she's, you know, stereotypical Barbie. Um, She, you know, she could live uh, forever in Barbie land, this, this feminist utopia. However, this feminist utopia is fake. And it is not real. Based. <laughs> it is not real, and she knows it. And she has seen the real world of what that could mean. It could mean being a mother. It could mean having a yeah. There's a big mother daughter like like montage at the end with all this like what looked like real footage of like parents like mothers and their daughters and and you know yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's very much that like that whole dream sequence is really weird the, not dream dream sequence but dreamy sequence at the very end when she's talking to Ruth. Um, it was, it was, it was very, I don't know. It, cause it's like, cause there's a lot of dialogue in it, but a lot of it, seeing the movie again, I'm, I was like watching it and I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? I think that they're, yeah. It was I, bloated. Like that part, like the, the dialogue was so bloated I, and un- unnecessary. It, 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 it did kind of feel like they're kind of grasping at something. It's like they're, they're not really exactly saying what they want to say. And I think it's probably because they didn't quite know. It's just like, you know, she goes out and she tries, she figures her own life out as a real woman. Yeah. But you know, I think that. And I think that's why the movie I liked the movie so much is that like it was not not every single thing was thought out as like oh this is gonna mean this and this is gonna mean that it was just like let's just make this movie let's get it from beginning to end and like it's have fun and uh, and then and then that's that'll be it yeah. but things bled through which I don't think were intentional but you could interpret like yeah. like the ending you know she she rejects the feminist utopia that is not real and she decides to go for the real world where she can die. Which is real. She she chooses suffering, which is a very Christian <laughs> interpretation of it too. She chooses to 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 age. She chooses to have a kid, you know, and or you know, probably the last very, bit of dialogue is my vagina. Yeah, she says like I'm here to see <laughs> my gynecologist, which is like which is, is played up for laughs, but also at the same time it's kind of hinting at now she's a woman. Now she can bear children. You know, like what. So that that is that is why I say like the, the I, ending. I would, I would she, like a sequel. She, she sure. rejects. She rejects. You said they're gonna make one. They made so much money from this. Oh yeah, one. it's still like, dude. It's still. I mean, like you, still you, you, you go in the money. theater, like it still has a shit ton of show times. But so she, she rejects this. And what is you know the real world portrayed as as like, but uh, a patriarchy. So she rejects the the feminist utopia and goes for the real flawed patriarchy oh my god she's a based blonde traditional tra- trad <laughs> she becomes cat. a trad she becomes a trad wife at the by the end so like that is i mean you know uh besides the the political stuff like it's a very human sort of story yes. where it becomes less about like men women sort of thing and it becomes about like well what is a woman you know <laughs> what is a woman so, like, what, oh, no what, what, what makes a woman let's go so let's so, go so that and that's kind of like what the question that it ends with. Um, yeah. So I, th- I think it's a, it's a beautiful uh, end uh, to it, especially if you like look into, I don't know if you interpret it in these sort of ways. And then like, kind of like Ken's whole thing is uh, just accepting that he is, you know, he can be a person too, yeah. that there can be a place for him. Uh, I've seen other interpretations that like Ken is like uh, um, that toxic masculinity can hurt men and women because he's hurt by like because he says like oh I, I'm tired of like acting like this all the time and all that stuff so you can make it oh one of the things like he said he's like I, I didn't like being a leader and I I don't know I, yeah 
this gets into my point. The last, the last bit of the movie just sucks. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, the last bit, the last act sucks because it's just like, he's like, I don't want to be a leader. There's another thing. Who are you? I don't know. I'm Knuff. Uh, ha, ha, ha. And I was like, yeah, but who are you? It's like, who is canon? And, that, and that's why this movie needs, the more I think about it, it needs a sequel. It needs mm, a sequel. It's going to get one. Like it I needs said. one because it, like, there's too much, like, the character arcs of the, of the two main characters are like, we don't know who we are. We got to figure it out. And so it's like, you can't just, you can't end this story like that and just, and leave it there. Like there, now, now it has to be sequel. In the, in the same way that in order for, we talked about this a long time ago, in order for Force Awakens to be good, Last Jedi had to be good. And mm-hmm. it wasn't. And then the whole thing fell apart. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. And so this, this needs its sequel because if it, if it gets its sequel, it will redeem the end of its movie, of the end of the last act of the film. Well, I mean, like, my opinion. his, or like, Ken's arc is, you know, that he is Knuff. Yeah. You know, that he's he, not just an accessory. He's, he's not a, just he's an, an individual. Accessory. He can be yes. an individual. Like, he doesn't need to act out to be, you know, noticed by Barbie. He doesn't need to be peacocking all the time and be something, I don't know, that he's I thought, I think with. it would have been cool if, like, he, he got, like, a, because he's like, well, I don't want to lead everything, and obviously it's going back to, like, it's Femi Sichobi, but it would have been cool. It's like, okay, well, he is the biggest leader out of the Ken, so it's like, maybe make him that circuit court judge or make him the vice president or something. Like, start introducing, mm-hmm. give him the leadership role, but instead he's like, I don't want to lead. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's very, it's, like, just childish. Well, I mean, he's very stunted, and, like, everybody in, like, Barbie Land are, like, kids, you know? Like, they have a very rudimentary sort of understanding of the real world and emotions and things like that so it kind of makes sense um for him to be trade that way but like the the biggest hurdle for him was just to be like i can be somebody outside of barbie like i don't because that's all that he really wanted and like going back to the red pilling sort of uh, interpretation of this (laughs) is that like you know men do a lot that they do for the attention of women and uh if you do not have the attention of women if uh, you're not serving something like uh you know uh for a woman in a way to be noticed then like your life means nothing right. and then you you know become an incel and then you then you uh, rise up uh, start shooting everybody the and insurrection. then the insurrection and then you want to you know take over barbie land yeah. so like, that's what happens <laughs> if you don't have the attention of the barbies if you don't have the attention right. of women if you don't have the attention of somebody that you want to love like i mean it's very interesting of like how they decide to like get the kens like how to turn them against each other is they use their own love for the Barbies against them, which is like, again, an own of feminism. Is <laughs> just like, yeah, manipulate men's like attraction to you, manipulate men's sort of like love for you, manipulate men's sort of like wanting to have a partner, you know, against them, uh, <laughs> so we can so we can rule things again. Yeah. Um. So that that's another thing where it's like a self own sort of thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's like the, the Kens are so likable that they can't be portrayed as, as villains. And I said this like the night I was just like, they're just so likable. They're just like, you know, they just want to be loved. They want to be uh, cared for. And that is such like a human thing. And it's also like a, you know, a boy thing too. It's just like, you know, boys do a lot of things that they do for the attention of girls. They just do. And uh, so, yeah, I, I have a lot of thoughts on this. And there's many ways to, to see this movie for something that is just the Barbie movie. Yeah. Like people were, some people, <clears throat> I, I've heard people not being very uh, excited about it or didn't live up to your expectations because they thought it was going to be like, 
you're like oh yeah like materialism bad and capitalism bad sort of thing and like go girl and it's gonna be a, it's like basically like a huge like feminist manifesto and it isn't it's just a fun film that has to that has to sort of toe the line of of materialism in a way like but it's very campy and fun so it's like a corporate camp yeah is the word that i've heard and and once again and i said i've said it already a few times but like once again i I don't think this movie's hateful or resentful like some people are saying like including i I think shapiro said something like that drinker critical drinker it's like no it's not hateful it's that's that's taking it a step too far um there's a lot of social commentary and you're like there's i guess you know like you said there's a lot of ways to interpret it um i want the sequel there has to be a sequel there has to be a sequel it's the only way it's the only way you're going to redeem the end of that movie because i just felt like seeing it again the movie, the ending is very weak. It's very, it's very, very weak. The only thing that I have a fear of is like seeing, like uh, you know, the uh, the sort of the reception to the Barbie movie will influence how to take the second one. Like either, like, will they lean more into like being a feminist sort of like if this is a feminist film? Or like, will they lean into this being like, oh well, we're gonna it's gonna be more meta, and we're gonna try to n- avoid any sort of red pilling uh, interpretation of it, you know, any sort of like influence that way. Like, I, it makes me think like, eh, I don't, I'm I'm fearful of what they would do uh, with it. I would hope that they just kind of just steer the course and just be like, just keep doing what you're doing, just do it. Like, don't try to go one way or the other in like what the meaning is. Like, just do what you did again. Um, but uh. uh and then at the at the end credits of the second movie, uh, there can be an explosion, a big nuclear explosion that happens. But then it creates a rift in in, this, in uh, <laughs> between the between world. the uh, real world and the fake world. But it's it's also a time rift because it's atoms being split and whatever fake science. And then all of a sudden, like you just you just see this man with a fedora like appear, <laughs> and he's just like, "Where am I?" <laughs> that's the end credit sequence. Well, that's a lot of information about a movie about, um, wait, about wait, wait, talking wait. toys. Wait, wait, one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. <laughs> Uh, while I do really like this movie for a lot of the reasons of interpretation and all that sort of stuff, and like it's a successful movie for Greta Gerwig, she's a great director. I'm glad that that's happening. It's getting butts in seats. It's saving theaters. It's saving cinema. It's great. Um, why it is not my favorite film is because of the uh, we barely even talked about the real life mother daughter sort of subplot, which felt really really uh underdeveloped and just like tacked on yeah and i kind of feel like that that brought it down for me it's just the movie would have had to have been longer but the problem was making it longer would have been riskier yeah and i don't think it was really necessary like they were not necessary i think and um i know yeah we haven't talked about them at all yeah yeah we yeah exactly we didn't talk about it like they're just kind of tacked on and like just at some point their their mother daughter like like problems is resolved well, Somehow. the girl, the girl too. She's just like a. She's a the young girl. She's like a stereotype of like angsty teenager, and then how she how she like gets less angsty and learns to respect her mom more is just like it's just essentially watching the whole Barbie thing unfold. Yeah, because like the majority of the Barbie stuff that's happening like doesn't even include America Ferrera or the daughter. I mean, a little yeah. bit of America Ferrera. They, they barely uh, are are affecting the plot. They're just kind of along for the ride. And then at some point their problems are, are solved. Yeah. So which is, you what's, know. what's, you know, once again, sloppy script, sloppy, it's sloppy in that way where that, like that part was tacked on. I could see why like you would want to have them in it. Cause it's like fish out of water sort of thing, but you already have that with Barbie in the real world. So yeah. anyway, it, it, uh, it was not there, but you did give her the, the sort of tacked on 
meaning nothing feminist rant. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, the feminist rant itself, while it doesn't mean, it really doesn't, it's not offensive in any sort of way. It's just very stereotypical sort of feminist talking points. What she's basically talking about is just like, you know, women can be self-conscious and that's it. Yeah. And that's the whole rant is, you know, like, oh, we, we can't be this, but we have to be that. It's like, yeah, that's like being self-conscious. Yeah. Like that's not really saying anything. Yeah. So anyway, that's that. So that's that's it. I, I've said my piece with Barbie. Yeah. Forever. I'm still here, by the way. I'm just like, oh, hey, so who are you? <laughs> yeah. are you? I, I would recommend actually seeing this. Recommend. Like, even even the, even though, like I said, I, I liked it a little less seeing it a second time. It's it's like I would still recommend it because it's so different to what comes out now. It's just like most of what you yeah. come out now, you kind of get you kind of expect what you get. I, I saw one Barbie trailer when it first dropped. Mm hmm. And I'm, I'm like, I still don't know what this is going to be. Yeah. I, I mean, like, yeah, it's... it's you just went because of Margot Robbie, first of all, dude. Well, <laughs> that's the only reason I saw it, because I want to get in that gash. But no, that's that's not... <laughs> no, but like, she... Like, I saw the preview, and like, yeah, okay, you know they're talking dolls, essentially. But I didn't... I wasn't sure... I don't think they talk. I think they're just dolls that move around. You can move what? them around. Barbie dolls. No, I know. In the movie, though, they're basically they're talking because they're dolls. Like that's yeah. what they are in the movie. Oh, I know what they yeah, are, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying no. In I'm real not talking. No, I'm not talking about that. Okay. Yeah, I, I know you didn't see the movie. No, but uh, <laughs> in the in the movie, that's what they are. Like they live in essentially a toy land. They and they even talk about not having genitals, and so like yeah, they're toys. They're like life. They're like life size toys. Like 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 moving toys. Um, but uh, and I knew that watching the trailer. Like okay, like yeah, it's gonna be essentially like Toy Story. But it's like, is it? I didn't know if there was going to be a real world. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, I didn't know either. I, I thought it was just going to be like a giant like toy commercial that all took place in Barbie Land. I had yeah. no idea what I was going to see. So I was very happy with what it ended up being. I mean, not necessarily happy, but I was happy that I was surprised. I should say. And so, I would recommend this. Yes. To people. And they're making more toy uh, movies from Mattel. So, and just give, just get more auteurs and have them like get a toy. Yeah, I, get, I want a Christopher Nolan like fucking GI Joe movie. <laughs> I want like a Sam Mendes. Well, they doing... teased that at the end of Transformers, uh, Beast Wars, whatever the fuck they called it. Yeah, the GI Joe were. Oh yeah, oh, because yeah. Duke's in it. Yeah, Channing Tatum is Duke. Channing Tatum. No, he's not in it. No. Oh, he wasn't. Then who was the GI Joe? Uh, the GI Joe that hired them was um, one of the guys from Breaking Bad or something. I forgot his name. Oh, um, oh I don't know anything. He just gives him a card and says, "Give us a call," and it says GI Joe on. The oh, card. okay. Never oh, mind. That's pretty cool. Never mind. Oh, because they did the Beast War things. The yeah. Then, then the movie ends where like the guy basically is. They want him to keep it a secret because he knows about the Transformers. So they take him to some place and they said, "We're always going to be watching, but here's our card. Let us know if you need help." And it said GI Joe in the back of it. Okay. Oh, you know what? One more complaint about Barbie. <laughs> we will not stop with the Barbie. There's there, there's so much. One, one more. What does it mean to beach off? <laughs> they keep talking about having a beach off and about beaching each other off, but I don't know what the beach off it was. It the fight? Was that the beach off? No, no, no. What was the beach off? No, because his no, no, no. Because no. his job is beach. Yeah, yeah. But they talk but he about he beaching off. He doesn't surf. Yeah. He beaches. Yeah. But but a beat. What is a beach off? Because one of them has to beach the other one off. But what does that mean? <laughs> Where that's their job. But what is that? I don't know what it is to beach. I guess we need a sequel. We need a sequel because <laughs> yeah. I need to know what it is to beach. But uh, God damn it! Yes, uh, <laughs> it's Toy Cinematic Universe. Keep giving properties to to auteurs. I want a Sam Mendes doing uh, Uno. I want to do that. <laughs> you know. I mean, shit. You knives out. Basically, Clue. Yeah. So. <laughs> I should remember the guy who was the G.I. Joe um, 
whatever the consultant or something. He was the guy that played uh, in Dawn of the Dead remake. That you remember the one uh, with um, Sarah Pauly or something like that. I think it's Sarah. Pauly. Oh, the Zack Snyder one. Yeah, where yeah. the guy that worked in the mall, he's one of the security guys, but he uh, was the guy that kind of was the badass. Oh, what, we, what? So there's two security guys, right? There's and three. Dawn, there's three. So in the, what movie? Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, the remake with Zack Snyder. Yes. So the main one, the main security guy or something like that, right. he was the one that survived with them until the very end. He's like, fucking figures, and he like kind of blows up the whole van. Yeah. That's... Long story short, that's the guy in Transformers. I didn't mean for it. Oh, I was going to say, I don't even remember what he looks like, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. a big, he has a big mustache. Yeah. But, uh, cool. We got, we, got, we got through the Barbenheimer. Now, let's talk about something a little lower budget. Yes, yes. Something that uh, gave me the spooks. I got the big spookies. Spooky, spooky, spooky. Let's get into some fucking horror movies. And that man. was Talk to Me. Talk to me, baby. Talk to me. She bangs. She bangs. Oh, yes. But um, I fucking love this movie. This I gave, movie was fucking I gave it five stars tits. on my letterbox. Me too. It was an instant five stars for me too. I think um, it kind of just came out of nowhere. It was kind of like an Australian it Came out of based. Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, came out, so basically, it came out from the lane down under. So basically nowhere, yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> yeah, so the whole concept of this movie is really cool at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um. We got our main uh, characters now. I think Anthony is looking them up right now because I actually don't remember the names of the characters. Uh, I forgot their names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like, like one thing, like the the, the main girl. Yeah, her got the main friend, character and her it, friend. It, yeah, and the, 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 the brother. Yeah, yeah, the younger brother. Yeah, and, uh, uh, the, and then the, the, the two uh, people that had the hand that were. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Uh, the bully anyway, yeah, type it, people. It was quite, <laughs> The, the crazy, Christian boyfriend. There you go. <laughs> the crazy cool yeah. thing about this is that um, there you go. This was used. This whole concept was used as, as like a party game. Yes. Which is really insane. Yeah. It was almost like a TikTok thing because they would film it. Yeah. And you thought the and they would make like TikToks. Yeah. Like, they they actually would make TikToks of like people being possessed and it's like oh it's fake and it's funny because when you're watching it you're like what the what fuck is this gone? like what what what's the what's the talk to me thing and like you know I thought it was like I figured it was like something demonic or something because the opening scene is the guy like. Stabbing his brother and then killing himself. Well, actually, no, I actually thought the brother died, but you found. I out thought later. he did too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. But, but but that's like the opening scene is like he stabs his brother and then he kills himself. And it's then, like it's at a party too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what was happening on that. I'm like, so I'm like demons. I was like demons. There's got to be like demons or like or something or like a disease. And then yeah, then all of a sudden like it's introducing a TikTok thing. The other party, or do the thing, do the thing, do that, and then say like, talk to me. And then as soon as they show the first ghost, I'm like, oh fuck, it's a ghost. I'm like, it's a ghost movie. I was like, oh sick, it's a it ghost cool. film. Yes, yeah, it's great. Um, the whole concept though, like I said, with the party thing with like, it's an, it's like a party favor. There's still so many questions about this fucking, this hand object mm-hmm. that people were actually, they getting. have like a, yeah, they have a, there's a, a little short backstory of it, but it it's was, a, a, it was the hand of a medium that could talk to spirits that was plastered or a Satanist. Yeah. Or a Satanist. So it's kind of like, Oh, we don't really know. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, the whole concept of the story was great. Um, what's the name of the main character? Anthony? Mia. Mia. Um, she had a really crazy, backstory too because you find out if her mom killed herself or her mom died naturally well no so so there what they were hinting at in the movie and obviously when i talk about film reviews we're not chronological i'm not doing plot yeah no no that. i'm just kind of, i'm counting up beats on this, yeah but. yeah um you don't know if her mom killed herself or was murdered because there was there's a thing of like she was like perhaps the dad murdered her because like because the dad's being like look me i'm sorry but there's something I have there's to tell you, to and tell it's you. a suicide note. So that kind of like ends the mystery. But yet the mom's ghost is still saying no. That's not too like he's he's gonna kill you. Like he's gonna kill. It. What I think that was is that essentially like the demons. So she's in, she's in hell. Like what I imagine is she's in hell or she's in like the hell world. Because remember when the little girl 
there's a ghost little girl. And then yeah, she was in the hospital. Room. And then the yeah. little girl says, I let you in. And then she sees where Riley is and it's hell. There's all these it naked souls like eating and fucking and doing all this shit. And like, it's hell. It's supposed but to he be was pretty much getting tortured like yeah. nonstop. Yeah. And so what I imagine is like, oh, like these are the, these are the souls of the damned. Which is why it might be a Satanist hand, right? It might be the hand of a Satanist mm, or whatever. Mm. So these are the souls of the damned, and they're all in. It's not just the spirit world; they're in hell. So Mia, all these, all these Mia, ghosts that they're seeing are all yeah. Because Mia, spoilers, Mia at the end kills herself, and then she gets caught up in dude. Oh, and the way that they interpret like her like dying to her like to the time yeah. thing. That's like when you. When, it's so funny because like a, a lot of other movies have done that thing where it's like like spirits like experience time a lot differently and like yeah. pe- like there's some spiritual people who talk like who talk about that how about oh like spirits like you know when they blink it's the next day like like they, they go through time so quick there's a movie called ghost with casey affleck where it's like that i haven't seen it yet mm-hmm. but i've seen clips like of the it. patrick swayze one no no it's, it's a different one or no it's called a ghost story a ghost story okay. and literally this ghost, is actually, like, what? fun fact this is off topic but when casey affleck's character dies and he's a ghost he's literally in a white sheet with the two holes in it like yeah. that's which is great but apparently the movie's actually still pretty depressing anyways i haven't seen it so but uh, yeah, I really liked that little time skip at the end, like when she after she dies and like first Riley, he's like he's conscious, then he's better, then all of a sudden you see, and the whole time, meanwhile, the whole time the dad's just walking away. Yeah. And so then, that's my que- there's a question I have. So she died. Mm-hmm. So um, now Riley, did he like fully recover? Yeah. Or was they she imagining him. that? No, because they, he had nothing him. on him. He was like perfect. His face wasn't fucked up anymore. Yeah, they, they fast forwarded through. I'm that. assuming her dad didn't die. But he yep. found out his daughter died, and he's walking through the hospital because he's all depressed and shit. That's why she's trying to get to her dad. So I'm assuming he lived. Yeah. Well, at the end, a friend goes at to the, the end. House. He like yeah, he 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 lives. It's implied that he lives. But I want to make I want to make another point. So 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 to finish my point, like, um, these souls are all damned, right? So it's like you don't know if the mom's lying because she's just now that she's infested with, I guess hell like the the, mm-hmm. the the vibes and the and the, the the sickness of hell she's like trying to cause chaos on earth because you know that's what demons do i was interpreting i'm like is it her mom was it just a demon i i, I don't it know was something because you can tell at the very end uh their mom she was using her yeah she was making and did riley recover or was that still the spirit of that burn victim was it really riley in the body or was it another spirit you don't know because you never see riley come back and go what happened you just yeah. see mia kill herself and then everyone's fine, but you don't know, and so it's yeah, I can't, it, it leaves could, it open. I, I guess. think that you could assume that Riley did make a recovery because, or else he would just keep trying to kill himself. Yeah. So I think you could assume that. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about the same thing about like, is was that actually her mother? And you, it's established that the ghosts, demons will make her make you see things, like make her see that her dad is attacking. Yeah. Which didn't happen. Yeah. It just didn't happen. Or uh, that, you know. So. The question I had, though. So, Riley wanted to play the game. And, you know, Mia said, all right, fine. We'll let you play. You can. I guess he was going to be in under for, like, what, like 20 seconds? They were or like, something? yeah, you can only do it for, like, a minute or whatever. 90, yeah. 90 seconds. 90 seconds. Or yeah. Unless like the, under the, that. the soul is actually going to take hold of your body. So, he sees Mia's mom. But then out of nowhere, he's, like, flipping the fuck out and shit. And he's trying to kill himself. So, her mom's spirit was in his body, but then obviously she but was then corrupted. it switched. So that leaves it open. Was it the mom at all? Or was it the whole thing a demon? Exactly. Yeah. And that, and like not really knowing like this 
specificities like makes it a lot more interesting like because yeah. it's just like there's just things happening that you don't really understand he's doing some fucked up shit like he tried to hurt himself and it was like licking the blood or whatever yeah so all that yeah, sort of it was thing. pretty fucking crazy um, the other thing too what i really liked is um the mom character had the fucked up thighs but like when you're seeing the ghosts you know in movies normally the eyes are all fucked up they're not fucked up and, and uh, not all the ghosts have fucked up eyes like there's a scene which this is why it made it hard to sleep so i, I went to bed that night and like i kept looking in the corner of my room because like, yeah. at one point you you just see like a shape in the corner of the room you don't know if it's closed but then it moves and you're like oh fuck and you, this is the movie because first you see glistening yeah. from the eyes yeah and it's just like two it's like are those eyes well they made them like and then yeah then then it moves it looks yeah. like the the pupils it was like uh, obsidian like their whole eye was black yeah but but when you when the woman finally gets into the light she just has her, it's like her, the char- the ghost character, it's her normal eyes. And I really like, because, you know, eyes convey a lot of emotion. And so when you see that, it's like, it's not demonic eyes that kind of make it less human. Like, it's a human face with human eyes, and it's dead, and you're like, oh, fuck, and it scared yeah, the shit out of me. it's just there. It's just existing, you yeah. know, and it's, uh, it's great. Um, and I would say that, I, th- I thought about this, I mean, I haven't seen a movie quite like this one but this one feels like the first like zoomer horror film where it's like, it's just, a, like a tiktok kind of thing yeah too. it's like it's you know where if like they came across this sort of thing that gives you a high from like talking to demons i think that's why they letting demons possess you just let oh, yeah, yeah like letting demons possess you and then that's like a high and it becomes like a drug thing and it just kind of like goes into the sort of like zoomer drug sort of culture sort of thing where well, you, you know yeah. kids are like taking like popping pills and stuff like that and like it can get really serious fentanyl, well you could see that mia like that. was enjoyed it and then she's yeah. like hey i want to do it again she yeah. like she gets she gets hooked uh-huh. and you could say that that is like the her whole experience is basically Somebody who is dealing with trauma and self-medicating. Yes. Because, like, she has trauma, like, uh, like letting go of her mom and uh, the suicide. And so she's, like, you know, like a Zoomer and is just taking drugs to, to you know, try to reconnect and not feel or to feel or something like yeah. that. So She's also having, like, an out-of-body experience, though, because remember when she slept with the, her best friend's boyfriend, like, non-sexually whatever yeah. and then she was like uh, seeing from an outside perspective of someone licking his feet or whatever the yeah. fuck but then it was her yeah so i think what that was is what was happening is that like yeah she this is how i interpreted it she's being possessed what, what happened was because i think she was under a tad too long when she first got under she was mm-hmm. under a tad too long because that's when she started like a, like weird shit started happening and then especially the second time when riley gets hospitalized so i think what happened was my interpretation is she becomes a conduit for spirits mm-hmm. Because she was under for so long. And um, so I think what happened was like, yeah, what she was seeing was essentially a spirit going into her body. And then when, like, when, it, would, when, it, was, when it would do something, she, would, she was like, oh, I'm, I'm seeing it do something. But it's like, but yeah, you're seeing it, but it's you. Mm-hmm. It's your body. We've seen that in a lot of movies, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's like, you know, it, it had some, some classic horror film tropes, you know, but like it was just creepy. I mean, I really, I like ghost stuff like a lot. I, I don't like, like slasher movies don't really scare me at yeah. all, like, but I love ghost shit. And so when it's done well like this, when it's not just jump scare, I, I mean, I like this more than Insidious fucking 10 oh, yeah. or whatever, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. way more. Way and, better. um, you know, yeah, it's, it's like, it's interesting, but it's also scary. There are little jump scares, but there's also just like long visuals that just like freak you out. And oh, there's yeah. even and they even play with the idea of hell, you know, and then it becomes almost like a, a demon movie, and it's like this is so cool. Like, yeah, just just like the the rolling out of sort of like what the rules of the world are. Like it's it's very cool to like 
understand it and it's like you know it's a party game it's like a drug sort of thing um but then like you know okay like okay i understand how this works like you you let them in you know and you call them or whatever and then you get possessed by the ghost or whatever but the thing that was just like, like, okay, well, how do we close the door? And like them trying to figure it out was really cool. You got to blow the candle out. You got to blow the candle out. And then like, right when Riley gets possessed like fully by the demon or whatever. And she's like, okay, well, we need to talk to somebody about this. And they talk to the little girl and then she lets her in. Like, and then just like, oh, there's a whole other thing to this. It just like, it was so cool. Like it was a great yeah. turn at that moment. Cause it just like, oh shit. Like this is what they're experiencing like they like not only can you let them in but they can let you in too like so it just kind of broadened it so it reminded me a lot of like the first insidious where like there's this whole other world you know that that you can that you can kind of explore and like do a lot more with so like it just kind of like i just saw more potential and it just kind of like made it like a it expanded the the potential and like of of its own world and its rules which made it way more engaging and so it's just like you know, um, it just kept it just kept you more engaged throughout. The, it's the just horny, really brilliant. The horny ghost was that, or the horny spirit was the hilarious. Horny, the one yeah. that took over the boyfriend. Oh, yeah. started making out with the dog. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's just laughing their ass off. There was their funny little um, like montage of them at the same party, just like taking shots and everyone's doing it and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah. And they're playing. Well, actually, they weren't even drinking, were they? Were they drinking? I don't they were drinking. drinking. Or were they were literally taking shots of ghosts. Yeah, ghost shot. I don't remember the Crystal Skull vodka by Dan Snacker. Right? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't remember. There was just like there was like party moments where everybody yeah, was party, doing party. it. Yeah, but there's that little party over. montage where like they're they're showing the kind of like like the tomboy character. Like there's one point where she's possessed and like the her the character's crying, and everyone's just laughing like ah ha ha. And I'm just like oh my god. Yeah, I mean, and what I say like it's kind of like a Zoomer thing is there's there's something about like the newer generation that kind of like doesn't really take anything seriously yeah and like everything is kind of like ironic and uh you know i kind of felt that it's just like if there was if this movie you know with the hand stuff was happening like in the 90s or something i would feel like the kids would be treating it much different yeah much more differently like they would be taking it a little bit more serious yeah. but with this they don't because it's kind of like I mean, I think there is like a youthful sort of thing, like oh, we can't get hurt, sort of thing, yeah. which 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 uh, plays more into it being like a drug, like an allegory for drugs. Yeah. But I don't know. There's something about it which just it just felt so like right now. It's like yeah, that's what kids would do now. Well, everything's a, everything's a cell phone post away. Everything's right? a cell phone yeah. post. Everything is just like a high. Everything's just an experience. Everything is just you know, it it, it comes and goes. You know, like it's just a fad. Sort of thing. Um, it just seemed like this thing was cool. a little too easy to get around, and everybody just has like this thing, you know, that has this ability that probably no one on the planet can use. To, mm-hmm. to, to, well, you know, it's funny because like people ask, like, is there another half? And then at the end of the movie, they're like in another country. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I think it's the other hand. Do you, yeah. Wait. So I was thinking that it traveled to this other country. I don't know it if it have. was the same. I mean, it could have been the hand could have traveled. Like maybe, maybe it's over it's, time. Maybe it's been decades. Maybe because, like I said, the the ghosty time travel thing. Maybe it's been like 30, 40 years, and like now, like the hand just moved. Or because they talked about the other hand, like where the other hand. Now, how far maybe in the future the are we? Because apparently, obviously, we know that she died, and then she was being on the other side of the game. You know, yeah. so how long was it? And maybe this thing I don't know where they were in Australia probably went from hand to hand, no yeah. pun intended yeah. and actually ended up in some, I don't know what country it was or whatever. If it was like, um, I don't know if it was like Brazil or the Middle or, East. No, or, I thought it was like, uh, Eastern European. Yeah. 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 So that was a cool ending though, because I saw the flicker of light and like, wait a minute, 
And I, she's going towards this like flicker and light. And you see the little hand. And yeah, and I was like, oh, I was like, shit. Oh, I, I, I do it. Yeah, I assumed that it was uh, just the other hand. I don't know. Like, I would probably have to see it again to see if like it's this, this the right actual hand, yeah. like, side of the hand. Uh, like I have to watch it again. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great film. It's a great. It's, film. it's a good one. It's a good. One. I I, I would I would watch it again for sure. Um, you know what? Funny story behind this. Actually, <laughs> I'm not gonna say the name of the theater here. I just walked in to the movie theater and just sat down and watched it. <gasps> I didn't pay. Oh, <gasps> yeah, yeah. Because there was no one at the booth in the front. There's nobody. Yeah. It was like a late night showing. Because I think you went to go see, um, I forgot what movie. Oh, was this the other night when you saw it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's when I saw I saw Demeter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was funny. I thought I was going to run into you. Yeah, me uh, too. I was like, oh, whatever. No, you know what theater I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Literally, I just walked in. Yeah. And there was no one there. And I just walked in. And I, I could have made up some excuse like, oh, by, by the way, my friend's in the theater. You know, I'm yeah. saving a seat. Yeah. There's only like two other people in the theater. I was like, I just walked out. Wow. Like, I just saw a free movie. No, that that's uh like when I when I saw mine, like there was like a bunch of kids that were just like in the seats and it's like one of them was in mine, I was like, Oh, this is my seat. And he's like, Oh, oh, is it? Oh and then they like move over, like they all move and like, yeah, they all just, they just snuck in. in. And yeah. then, and it was a really small theater and then like more people came in and they're like, Oh, I think you're in our seats like, Oh, are we? Oh I'm <laughs> <laughs> so think, rebellious though, I, I don't know if they were able to stay the whole time, but I was just like I just tried it. I was like, because I can't do that now. When I went to go see other movies there, I was like, wait a minute. Like, this is so easy. You you don't have to pay. You can just walk in. No one gives a shit because it's all young kids. And I fucking took that risk. I would have just like paid them. I was like, this works. Yeah. (laughs) It's been funny because there's been times where I've walked in and like with my ticket. Because what what I do is I get my tickets online uh, because I cheat the system. I get the the senior tickets or the child tickets. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Because, uh, hey, do it better, guys. I don't know what to tell you. Um, And then, like, yeah, I'll walk in. I go to the kiosk. And then, like, if there's someone at the booth, I show it to them. And now they're not tearing tickets anymore. I don't know if you noticed that. They just Mm. look at it. And um, And they're on their cell phone at the booth. Yeah. All right, here you go. But, uh, yeah, it's... um, I mean, it would be easy to sneak in if you showed up like late and it's like, yeah, if there's no one at the booth and you know what theater to go to, just go. Yeah. You know, and yeah, so during the week, it was only playing in one theater though. Yeah. Like it was, one, one, yeah. one auditorium. It, it was cool. Cause when I saw it too, it was like, like three in the, three, it was actually, I saw this the other day. It was four twenty, So it was four twenty in the afternoon. Yeah. And so even though school would have been <laughs> out by then, like there wasn't a bunch of kids in it. Like there was like maybe like two or three kids and the rest was all adults. And like, cause you know, we've said it before how much you hate going to movie theaters, like and seeing horror films, like, because like the kids show up and they, they think it's ironic so they're all loud and they just take pictures and but no yeah it's it's i had a very good experience watching it and i i very much I just it. yeah i hope I, we get another one I, uh, I don't know i would love i would love it i i would Wait, love it because i want more i want more but like i'm also like if they do it it has to be like insidious where like it's the same family and like maybe like it has to be the same family it can't just be like it's the same world like anthological mm-hmm. like because it's 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 too easy to like fuck that up in my opinion. The, the, I love what Insidious did with like one and two and then five where it's like yeah you stayed with that family because that was mm-hmm. the problem with Insidious three and then I never saw Last Key. Insidious three it's like it's a prequel and it's not quite the same family although it's the same woman and it just didn't. We're talking work. about Riley's family, right? Yeah, I hope I hope it's Riley's family. Fun fact: mm. the mom. Mm-hmm. Do you recognize her from Lord of the Rings? Yeah, oh yeah, oh. it's, it's uh, Eowyn. Eowyn, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a minute, no. is that an orc? No, it's a. Uh, I've not seen. She was part of the Rohan crew. You, you have not. You've only seen the first one. But it's uh, she's a uh, she's the daughter of uh, Theoden, yeah. Theoden king. Um, is that an orc? I am no man. Is that an orc? They're all orc. Is that elf? Is that a dwarf? Is that an, is that an elf? Uh, is that a he's only seen. He's the a first. first yeah, he doesn't. He, he doesn't do fantasy unless it's Dungeons oh, wow. and Dragons. Apparently, uh, which, was, <laughs> which was a good movie. It was a lot of fun. Have you seen Knight's Tale? 
Heath oh, Ledger. Oh, Heath, Heath Ledger. Ledger? Yeah. 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 I, I watched that again recently, too. I want to watch that. That's Can we rewind really quick, though, uh, back no. to Oppenheimer, though? I wanted to bring up something. So I saw the movie with my mom. I was in the theater, and there was this couple in the back of us, and they were arguing and bitching <laughs> and stuff. It's like, what the fuck? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm looking at them, and then after, like, 10 minutes are still going on. I turn around and go, Hey, shut the fuck up. Like, they did, you, just did you really say yeah. that? I said, I just got pissed. Yeah. yeah. Cause what? I just said, Hey, shut the fuck up like that. And then like they walked out. Oh, good. Yeah. You won. Cause they were just like yeah. fighting the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was a See, couple. You can't do that shit in the ghetto. Cause you'll just get in a fight. Like I, I saw, I, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I wanted to shut up. And yeah. What was I supposed to say? I paid yeah. money to see this movie. And you guys won't shut up. I would have said it. I know most people they would go and like snitch, and then you'd get some like little college kid who's like non-binary. So can you just like that's okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and it's and then like then they get the manager, and then and it drags on for a half hour, forty minutes. When like yeah, yeah instead you just turn around like shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's what yeah. I did. I was just it's a long movie, so I don't want to sit through three hours of that bullshit. Yeah. Like, How long? So it went on for like ten minutes. You said it went on for like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Because they were whispering, but they were fighting. Yeah. And then my mom keeps looking back behind them because I. Uh, this is the thing. She loves to go in the movie theater and see movies, but you t- you pay that price when you're in a movie theater, like you said, when you saw a what movie was it with a bunch of kids in it and they yeah. were being annoying. I think it was uh, Black it, Panther. It was, um, Black no, Panther? it wasn't Black Panther. It was. I remember that. It was Annabelle. I saw that with one of my ex girlfriends from back in the day. We saw Annabelle, and like there was kids taking selfies, and like it was just awful. It was an awful movie experience because I was just kind of like I'm like. I'm like, is this what we're like when we're kids? We're just, we're trying to be ironic and not be scared. So we're just loud and obnoxious and annoying. And so, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, the other thing too, I wanted to make this point. Like, um, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's because of COVID and people are locked up, but like people like movie theater etiquette is just gone. It's gone. Oh, yeah. It does not, it fundamentally does not exist anymore. Mm. And like, yeah, I mean like people, they come in like, like some people are like, they're talking like up until like the trailers not even just the trailers are over but like until because you know it's the trailers and then it's the thank you for coming to summerfield or thank you for coming to reading cinemas there's that but they'll talk all the way up to like right when the actual movie starts or they'll talk every time it gets quiet like i mean like there's some people they just don't shut up or when we saw sound of freedom the complete opposite happened there was these guys talking during the trailers which who cares and there was just anytime they made a peep someone was like shh anytime these guys (laughs) made a little peep someone was just like shh shh quiet shh and I was like, it's like, dude, it's a pre- chill. Like, like now, you're taking it, now you're taking it too far. Like, like yeah. relax. And so like, just people just don't know how, I, I've been seeing it more since post pandemic and people just don't know how to go to the theater and like, shut up and just watch the movie and just like, cause like most of the time, like, yeah, like most of them, I don't even shush people unless like, it's really, really bad. I've only done that a handful well, of I was times. Pissed in my off. Life. I remember when I saw Brightburn and I told that kid, I was like, shut the fuck up. And I looked at his brother. I'm like, deal with it. Like deal with this kid. Like, holy shit. Like that was the that was the most pissed off I've ever been in a theater. Yeah, yeah. And like I, I, Alex kept thinking I was gonna start a fight. I'm like, I'm like, oh, if I do, then I start a fight. Like whatever. Like, but no, nothing happened. But um, but yeah, like, it's like movie theater etiquette's just gone. And like that's that's like one of the reasons I still hate going to the theater. But I've also really been enjoying it lately because I'm not going out to bars as much. And so I've been going to the movies a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I think he's still drinking there too. And I have to pee if I do, and like, and then I'm missing the that's movie. That's you bring a, a bottle. No, but the, oh yeah, <laughs> full theater. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Shove, shut up. It's the movie. It's yeah. just a movie. They're underwater. It's a horror film. <laughs> shut up. Fuck you. Throw the piss at him. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I've not had a bad experience in a movie theater for a long time. Like I, because I I see you much, haven't had one. I've not had one. one in, okay. I think it's because I go to the one in Runner Park. 
Because um, you're so intimidating, people don't want to fuck. Well, with well yeah. If you go to Rohnert Park or if you go to like like airport, it's not as bad. Yeah. Like, so well, because yeah. like both of those for our, our listeners are like in not central places. Like yeah. you kind of have to drive there. So kids, if they don't have a car, then they don't. But if it's yeah. like downtown sort of things, then you're gonna get more kids and probably have more more of a bad time. Well, God, it's it's like I mean at Roxy Stadium in Santa Rosa, it's like I mean like. The people getting stabbed there. Yeah, like, it's so ghetto like, outside though. Yeah, it's, it's right like, next to the train de- or bus depot. Yeah, so. all the fucking you can't do that shit though at a THX like, uh, you know, um, not THX IMAX. But IMAX screen. If you went to the one in San Francisco. Oh people. no, because like I mean, like there's like three checkpoints to get to like your theater. Like I mean, like to get in, so, like yeah, yeah, there's there's no way. Um, only only cinephiles only. Cinephiles. Yeah, but if you're in the movie theater and people are starting to be that loud, I think yeah. it's a little bit more. Well, the other thing too is you're not gonna get like homeless people or like 13 year old kids who went to the theater on a whim. They're not gonna go to you, you don't go to IMAX on a whim. You notice that no one goes to IMAX on a whim. At least not us. No, like, I've never met someone who's like yeah, I just walked into an IMAX. It's always like no man, you gotta plan it, you gotta get tickets in advance because like, like what was the last movie you saw in IMAX? It was Rogue One. No, no me, it was no. Dune. It was Dune. Oh, because for me it was Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, no, it was Dune because because I, I think so I think I saw Dune with you and Cotton everybody a long time ago. We saw it at airport, but then I saw it again with Stefan and Julian and IMAX in like Fairfield or something. No, you went to Emeryville. Did you go? To no, Emeryville? no, it was like oh, Fairfield. you went to Fairfield. Yeah, because Julian lives in Davis. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, why did, why did you go all the way there? Yeah, that was IMAX. Really? It was IMAX? Yeah. I don't think we. I don't think it's was as big as talking. Yeah, was as big as the one in SF. I don't remember. Okay. Probably I, I haven't been to the SF one since Rogue One. It's but that's a big ass screen. That's probably oh, like the biggest. biggest that's, that's probably the biggest screen in NorCal, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, one of the biggest ones. Yeah. So let's cover one more film uh, that actually Stefan hasn't seen, but you and I saw, which yeah. was Sound Mission Impossible. Oh, Mission Impossible. Yeah. Uh, oh, I want to do a lightning round after this too, because there's a couple films that like okay. I saw that no one else saw, and then Stefan same thing. So yeah. So Mission Impossible. I don't want to spend too much time on it because it wasn't very good in my opinion, and I, I, I honestly kind of forgot most of it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I I watched it. Okay. I appreciate Tom Cruise because he's like yeah he's one of the only like uh, does his own stunts and all well, that. Shit. Yeah, but like he's he also just seems like one of the only people in Hollywood who's like actually trying to make cinema. And he doesn't have a political agenda, and he's not trying to be deep or stupid mm. or like just hoity-toity. It's just like I want to make a movie that makes money. That Scientology. Makes money. Yeah, that makes money and that is good, and, and so, people like. Yeah, and he's doing you, the introductions to his films. I noticed that. And so he did another introduction, and I was like, okay, like so. It's really funny when people normally do that when they do introductions before their films. That's usually a prelude to like, oh, the film's gonna suck. But then Maverick was great. Yeah, but. He does it for this, and I and I kind of was like, okay, well, he did that last time, like whatever, I'm gonna ignore it. But then I'm watching it, and I'm like, man, this like this movie's just kind of it was just kind of boring. There's also like no blood. Hmm. There's no blood. Yeah. Like, like even when people are getting hit in the face, like, you know how like in, in PG-13 movies, like people have little cuts or bruises. Nah, not like not not even hmm. that. Like Tom Cruise like gets in like twelve fights when he's in like Italy, and like he just looks fine. And I was like, wait huh. a minute. So what? When uh, when she got stabbed on the bridge? No blood. No blood. No blood. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. And then the other thing too. So like, there's those two female characters. There's there's Haley Atwood, uh, Agent Carter, and then there's the woman from like the last few, and like there's Mantis too. The the uh, girl with the, who was dressed like oh the that's fucking, Mantis. That's Mantis. Oh that's ah. funny. Yeah yeah. Who's like the Asian uwu who ends up speaking, like gothic like who ooh. ends up speaking French. At the, very end. <laughs> At the end of the film, I'm like, wait, you're Asian, but like, you're French? Okay. I mean, they, those exist, but I was, I was, it was the, like, the, the car scene, though. Yeah, it was the car chase, though, is pretty cool. She's in that huge ass fucking truck. Yeah. And, plowing oh, through fucking brick walls. Yeah. And, shit. And, and like, I don't, I don't know. It's like, I saw the movie and I just kind of like forgot it. And like, I, I mean, Alex saw it and like, I, we just both just walked, kind of walked out. We're like, eh. 
wasn't as exciting as we thought and like it was kind of just like some scenes went on too long and like i mean you knew especially when you're watching like the scene of like tom cruise like the end where he's like jumping around the train you know he's not gonna die you're like yeah he's gonna be fine like this scene has no stakes because you know he's not gonna die because there's a part two and well he uh and they that... couldn't kill Haley atwell because they killed the other chick so it's like you know she's not gonna die because it wouldn't make sense and yeah, it was just plus kinda... the 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 you know, Mantis, she apparently, they're saying that she stole a pulse at the end of it. So, you know, she's going to live for the next one or something. I thought she died. No, the. Oh, one she, the, she did live. Yeah, when the guys checked her pulse near the end of the two. Um, oh, the cops? The cops. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. This yeah. one still got a pulse. So I was like, oh, okay. She's. Okay, yeah. So she's probably going to. Well, because uh, Gabriel said that you're going to betray us. And what yeah. she does, but she betrays because she stabs him, or he stabs her, rather. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's like, I liked the entity, I like the idea of the AI. I really, As the enemy, yeah. Yeah, but I, I also, I'm kind of thinking like maybe, because a cool twist would be like, it's not an AI, it's a person. The whole thing, it's just like, a, it's a person who's doing it. It's not an AI. And so I think that would be interesting if they did that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess like, I, it was fun while I watched it. I was mm-hmm. intrigued. I liked the scene with the bomb and how there's, there wasn't actually oh, that a bomb. Was and it was the just airport. the AI trying to get information. Like, I really liked that. There was a lot of cool little elements, but I, I just felt like the movie was a little too long, and it it just it just didn't have the umph. It, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It just didn't like it was just missing that, and so that that's my issue with it. Would you I, say like John Wick Five? I, 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 is it John Wick Five? Four, Plus four that came out was a lot more entertaining. John Wick no, Four just carried on. Yeah, no, I didn't like John Wick Three either because I, I remember like the fight scenes in John Wick Three lasted too long, and I kind of like felt the same way like for John Wick Four. I'm like, I, well, the other thing about John Wick Four is it's a fucking video game. Like it, it's a video yeah, game. It is. Yeah. So, no, I, I I would say I liked it more than John Wick Four, but like, yeah, I I don't know. I I'm gonna have to see how the second movie plays out. Who knows? Maybe the second movie's gonna be like way better and like, yeah. like have more payoff and whatnot. And it wasn't the payoff that bothered me. It was just it just. It was lacking the, uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's some mm. movies just lack that. And that was my issue with, like, um, Avengers 2, like uh, mm. Age of Ultron. You know, it just, it just didn't quite have the oomph. Like, I, it, was, it was good, but it was like, eh. I, I actually, what was, the, what was the Mission Impossible movie before this one? I don't know. That's the other thing. Ghost, like, yeah, the last Protocol? two have been just kind no, of No, no, no. Ghost Protocol was the one that everybody liked, and I yeah. saw it, and it was wait, wait, really so good. But that is, okay, the best villain in the whole series, I think, was, um, he passed away, though. Um, John... It's not John C. Riley. What the fuck? I'm uh, dead. John Hurt? No, uh, about the rabbit's foot or something like that. He passed away. Uh, he was in uh, Boogie Nights as the gay. Uh, oh, oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was a villain in, I think, the third one. or Yeah, whatever. in the third he one. He was really yeah. good as a villain. Um, but you were saying, I'm sorry, I was thinking about the villain. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with it. You were talking uh, about the last Mission yeah, Impossible. The, yeah, called? that was a long time ago. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman's been dead for a while. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Rogue Nation, I think. Is that what it was called? Yeah, it was Rogue Nation. Yeah, is that the one with the, he's like on the plane? hanging on or is that ghost protocol i don't know <laughs> see like that's, that's uncharted <laughs> so, yeah, no. and that's the thing like these movies like the last few have like really blend together okay so there was a jimmy renner one which was good yeah that was gross ghost yeah. protocol. that was ghost protocol also oh, okay so it must have been it must have been um at the rogue nation Go- rogue nation because and that was the one with henry cavill right yes yeah and, and that was the one that i mean i remember i just kind of forgot yeah, I remember Henry Cavill's in it, and he yeah. had the mustache that he wasn't allowed to shave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I remember he like reloaded his arms in the fight scene. He, and, did, like, he did this like he did like <laughs> that, that arm reloading, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. I don't really remember anything else about it. Yeah, neither um, do I. And I remember people like, oh, this is like such an awesome, awesome, awesome like action film. It's like, have have you seen Hong Kong movies? Have you seen like martial arts movies? Yeah. Like, there's way more cooler movies than this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so then I wasn't that interested and like, I guess, I mean, 
from what I've heard about this is that um, it didn't really make as much money as I thought at all. It didn't really make because uh, people were going to see Oppenheimer and Barbie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought because of the the feedback from Maverick, because everyone yeah. loved Maverick. Well, I'm assuming everyone loved Maverick. That Tom Cruise was like huge, like he was back yeah. and yeah, and, 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 you know, and then like let's go see the new Tom Cruise movie. And this was and this was a movie where it was like we're not shutting this production down. He yeah. freaked out on set and like during COVID stuff. Yeah, but I, I think it was that they released it, bring it back to Barbie. Uh, that they released it the same weekend as Barbie and, and Oppenheimer. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah, uh, it's just like people they spent their money for those two movies, and they both made like money like oppenheimer and barbie like a lot of money um but the new mission impossible like and also saying like oh this is going to be the first part is like it's like oh that's that's investment yeah i gotta see two like i gotta wait and then like there's not even a release date and then and and like i said like the last movie like i wasn't that excited about it and I don't know. It's a like, popcorn action film. That's basically what well, it is. Well, yeah, and but it also like from what I saw the trailers, like this doesn't look that much like I don't know. Like, it doesn't look much different from the other ones. I know? like my Ving Rhames though. Like uh, yeah, Ving Rhames is great. But like uh, like John Wick, you know, like it, John Wick is like a are beautiful movies. Like they look really cool. They're very aesthetically cool. John Wick Four got me into like a it got me into fucking like a. Like a cyberpunk movie. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it was. There was something when they go to Japan where I'm like, I'm feeling cyberpunk. Oh, now. yeah. Like, it, it's just a great looking movie. Yeah. And it's just like a lot of a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah. like the, the Mission Impossible like stuff. I don't know. It just it just looks like movie. And like there isn't much style to them. Yeah. And I, guess, so I guess I wasn't I wasn't I didn't see it because yeah. I just I wasn't I mean, interested. I don't know. I, I would see it. because. OK, so I mean, you're a cinephile. You're more I think you're more of a cinephile than any of us here. Like, um, you know, it. it as a moviegoer, like I would, I would still recommend it because it's like, yeah, it's like it's it. It doesn't have any fucking social commentary, political bullshit, none of that. It's a it's an action spy kind of movie, and like I like yeah, it's like I would still recommend seeing it, but it it's just kind of I don't know, it, just it was just that, forgettable. Mm, it just didn't it just that, didn't have mm. the umph exactly. It just it was just lacking that umph. But I would recommend it because like. I don't know. Go go see a movie. It's a good movie in the theater. Damn it! To see. Go go see a movie. Get off your fucking couch, you fat fuck. Go <laughs> go see a. I'm not, I'm not talking to anyone at the tables when I say that. Just just in general, whoever's listening, you fat yeah, fuck. Yeah, go I'm, to the movie. I'm completely obese um, here, everybody. I lost. I myself. see it. It's just kind of just lack the umph. I don't know. I I, mean, I love Tom Cruise. I simp for Tom Cruise. I've been watching a lot of Tom Cruise over the last more like, like yeah, Tom yeah. Scrooge. More like Tom screws my ass, but. Like I, I watched Edge of Tomorrow again the other day. Oh god, that's such a good it's movie. It's so good. Edging for the tomorrow. I'm edging. I'm edging for Oblivion for, 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 for Tom too. Screws. Oblivion was good, and so was War. Oblivion's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm blowing my asshole. <laughs> War of the Worlds was not that bad. My asshole will be Oblivion after yeah, Tom Horror Screws. Of the like, Horror of the Worlds. Horror of the Worlds. I can go all night. <laughs> so, like can hey. so let's do a lightning round of uh, some movies that you just all recently right, Jason, saw. Jason, you go first. Did you see anything that none of us have seen yet? Honestly, to tell you the truth, really nothing. Okay, fuck you, Devon. Did you, did you see anything that we uh, none of us have probably seen? I did. I saw the movie uh, Nefarious. Yes, Nefarious. Do you know anything about this Nefarious? Mm-hmm. No. no. So it is a um, made. It's a horror film, psychological horror film, low budget, made by the guys who made uh, God's Not Dead. So a lot of people went to see this thinking that it was just going to be a horror movie, but it's actually uh, funded by like. Uh, like Glenn Beck, and it is kind of like a right wing 
demonic horror film. Wow. So it, I guess it's like a pro-life sort of thing, too. It's got a couple of messages. It's, it's very low budget. It's just like it's, uh, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery from this Boondock oh, Saints. Oh, from right? the Boondock Saints, yeah. Boondock Saints. He, uh, he's on death row, and he says that he's possessed by a demon. And he brought a, a psychologist there or psychiatrist uh, to like, you're going to tell my story. And it's just like a, a one-on-one oh. sort of dialogue thing for like a, a – it's like play like a play almost. Um, it is competent. Uh, and it is a very interesting concept to see like a Christian uh, right wing movie like filmmakers make a demon possession thing. It's like, OK, well, how would they do that? And basically, I mean, like if you really think about it, like a lot of horror, I think intrinsically is pretty traditional and maybe even right wing, you could say, because it's usually like if it has to do with demons, it's like, OK, it's biblical stuff. Yeah. You know, and like. Taking that to like this movie, it was very interesting because there's like a big uh, rant about like, oh, well, you know, like uh, this world is already damned and talks about like abortion is like, oh, yeah, you're already like doing our bidding and all that sort of stuff, yeah. um, which is like, OK, it's taking it's taking the idea of like of, I don't know biblical ideas but applying them to like a horror genre so it's like it's not that it's not that big of a leap to yeah. like make something like that it's fine it's a fine movie it's like pretty competently made when you realize that it was made by the god's not dead people like it's it actually works on its own like if it if you didn't know it was a christian movie except for like maybe one or two scenes <clears throat> um but uh on letterbox i i was wondering what people thought and it was it's being bombed with uh, bad reviews on everywhere being bombed, and it's, it's not really warranted. It's a fine film, but mostly the reviews are saying that they're upset is because like I had no idea this was a pro life movie. Damn it! <laughs> like they're more horrified than like that it was uh, somewhat right wing quote right wing. It really wasn't. Um, but like realizing that than like saying that you know oh abortion bad was like more horrifying than the actual movie. So, uh, um, you know, um, I thought that was pretty but political funny. commentary never ends. <laughs> it, it never exactly. ends, especially with this uh, movie. Uh, controversy, uh, so, I say. But, political but controversy. Political ends. controversy. Yeah. So, uh, but nefarious, it's a fine movie. Um, you know, it's indie. So I kind of rooting for it. It's also different. Like it's a, a, a Christian interpretation of a possession film. Um, so interesting. Uh, I give it a soft recommend if you're interested in, the sound of that. So nice. okay. Well, to to uh, piggyback off that, um, I saw the Pope's Exorcist on yeah. Netflix. I love that possession. Movie. Yeah, another possession movie. That's with Russell Crowe, right? With Russell Crowe, Russell Blow. No, um, uh, but it was uh, it was very good. I liked it a lot. It's uh, it, it's, it's so, on Netflix too. Yes, it is. So yeah. it's it's uh, it's yes, it's a possession horror film. It takes place, I believe, in like the eighties. Uh, it's in Espana. They're kind of like Italy and Spain. That kind of goes back and forth. Espana, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, it's uh, I. It had a lot of like so yes, it's scary. It's got some jump scares. It's got the demons and whatnot. But it also has a lot of good character stuff. Like the, like there's scenes that take their time as far as like dialogue and character development, which you don't see that in a lot of modern horror films, especially like I don't know. It's so random because it's a Netflix movie, and the biggest name is it in it is Russell Crowe, and you're just like. Like oh, and Franco Nero is in it. The original Ooh, Django. Yeah, original he plays Django. the Pope. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's oh, fucking that's pretty dope. cool. Yeah, Franco yeah. Nero. Yeah. Can you spell it? The D is silent. I know. And then it turns into a Django <laughs> movie. No, but uh, it's um, yeah, he's in it, and and I thought that was really cool. But like, yeah, like like uh, I love Russell Crowe's character. Like he, it's um, you know, he he takes his job seriously, but he also tries to like have some levity to his job, and so he's a very three dimensional character. Um, you know, there's, it's about a family. It's about a young boy being possessed and him trying to help him. And there's trauma in the family and that all works. 
Um, but it's really cool. There's really cool twists. I won't spoil anything because I really want you guys to see it. But there's really cool twists about like what is what's possessing him and what Ooh. has happened and where the demon came from and and the land that they're on because they're in a church. Like they're they're living in like this chapel, but it's like but yet there's there's possession. And so you're like, what's going on? Mm. How this happened? And so yeah, I, I think it's really cool. It's a it's a really really solid film. It's not too long. Um, nice resol- a good resolution to it. I, I won't I won't say anything more than that. The good resolution. And uh, yeah, it's, I would I would recommend. And I, then uh, yeah. uh, any other films you saw? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, one other one I would like to bring up. Oh, just, just the, one more thing on Nefarious. I remembered. Yeah. It's just to say about Sean Patrick Flannery. He did really really good. He carried the movie. I think the movie only works because of him. I okay. I, I didn't know that he. I think I'm, I'm going to see it. Well. Is it on a streaming platform? Or is it uh, I had to rent it for like three dollars. Okay, it's it's like half price right now. It's usually like six or something on uh, Amazon. Um, but yeah, uh, um, but I, I would say like the last like 10 minutes, is just like a little bit too like explaining the movie to you, like a little bit like at the end of psycho where it kind of does that. But, um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So, uh, nefarious, uh, it, it really works because of Sean Patrick Flannery. Like he plays a demon and also like the man he's possessing yeah. very well. Like you really feel for the guy. It's just like, yeah. I don't want to do this sort of thing. And he's like really tormented, yeah. you know, and you feel really bad for him anyway. So. The other thing I saw, another kind of spooky indie thing, A24. Uh, I think it's A24. Maybe it's Neon. I forget. Um, uh, uh, Infinity Pool. And this is a uh, Infinity Pool. Um, it stars Mia Goth and uh, what's the dude? Oh, uh, Skarsgård. The, the, the Skarsgård? The one who's in Northman. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. The, 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 okay, yeah. That I forgot guy. his name. That guy. Yeah. So, like, uh, it's basically about a guy who, like, goes to this town. Or, no, he goes to this island or this... No, he goes to this, like, country. It's, like, a made-up Eastern European country. And uh, it plays... Uh, and he's, like, there as, like, a writer. He's got writer's block. And then um, he commits a crime. Uh, and he's with Mia Goth and, like, her boyfriend or husband. And then uh, he's sentenced to death in this country. But yeah. if he pays enough money, they can clone him. And then his clone will uh take the fall but the only thing is he has to watch it happen so this happens and he gets a huge rush out of it and he becomes addicted and then he meets a bunch of other people who feel the same way and it becomes like this descent into debauchery and like it's like it's like a weird like he's got a kick out of watching his clone die yeah getting murdered executed crazy and so it's 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 pretty weird it's pretty indie uh feels like european uh, I think it's uh, Brandon Cronenberg did this. I'm th- I think, uh, which is, uh, is it related to David Cronenberg. Yes, really? yes, that son. It's or? a son. It's wow. a son. So um, it's it's pretty good looking. It's very. Uh, it feels like a dream. Very dreamlike. Uh, you feel kind of hollow afterwards. And like it, re- it reminds me of just like a, a Twilight Zone episode with like Spring Breakers. Oh, uh, but it it does give like good uh, Twilight Zone vibes. Um, okay, but I and I would I would recommend it. It premiered at Sundance. And I wanted to see it, but it was like at 2 a.m. Oh, something. you went to Sundance. I did yeah, go to Sundance. We haven't year. talked about that. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, uh, my buddies, they saw it. Uh, uh, Jared, right, and uh, Aaron, um, they saw it. Uh, and then they were there, like Mia Goth and uh, Skarsgård. They were there and oh, uh, at the sweet. premiere. Uh, so, cool. uh, but I would, I would give that one a strong recommendation. Okay, Infinity if, uh, Pool. If you're into weird. I'm a star. She, <laughs> she, and she, of course, she killed it again. But she goes all ham in it. Um, I loved it. I don't know if people would like her uh, role because she goes all out. She goes pretty crazy, but uh, 
Infinity Pool, very nice. Where'd you watch it? Hulu. Hulu, okay. Hulu. That's it. Nice, nice. Um, well, uh, to piggyback off that, um, another spooky film. We'll be getting back into more horror. I saw The Last Voyage of the Demeter, <gasps> which is those, uh, those that little bit from the Dracula book, from Bram Stoker's Dracula. So this is the boat that Dracula was on or something? Yeah, so, yeah. so it's, it's, it's from the book. There's like a chapter from like a captain's log who talks about, because basically what happens is like Dracula like, like it becomes this, like in the movie he's a stowaway he's like hiding in a box okay and like he's hiding in his coffin so he trans he transports himself and other cargo to london and i guess that's how he gets there in the books but where did he come from originally it's transylvania okay yeah and so the the whole movie is a slasher film but it's dracula but it's cool because it like uh I mean, and this is in the trailer so i'm not spoiling anything he is he's basically always in his vampire form. So he's like he looks more like Nosferatu. He's got like these okay. balls, he's got the pointy ears, he's like skinny and lean. I guess a lot of it was CGI, but a lot of it was like prosthetics and they actually mm. had this like skinny little like this really like skinny um Spanish actor play his character, play his body type. Kind of like uh, Doug Jones, yeah. you know. Okay. And, <laughs> and so um yeah, it's it was it was really cool to watch. It was uh, it was starring the guy who played uh Dr. Dre in uh Straight Out of Compton. Mm. He's the lead. Um, we got a couple of Game of Thrones actors in it as well. The guy who played um, uh, Davos Seaworth, as well as uh, oh, the woman wow, who really? played Lyanna Stark, she's in it. Really um, nice. Yeah, and uh, it's I I've been developing like a, a kick for like Dracula stuff lately. I don't mm. I like the monster side of it. I also watched uh, very briefly uh, the first season of Castlevania. And, oh, the uh, anime. The, the anime. Series. And it's very good. It's very good, you know? Yeah. And um, I'll talk more about that. Maybe we'll do an episode on, like, yeah, animated yeah. stuff at some point. But yeah, it's, it's very good. I, one I, of those I like Chinese them. cartoons, right? Uh, it's some Chinese <laughs> film. I, oh, speaking of animation, I've also uh, watched, been watching Spawn oh. on HBO, on HBO oh, Max, nice. whatever it's called. It's fucking awesome. It's so good. Uh, the 90s show? Yeah. It's so... I told this to you on the phone today. It's so bold because it came out in the 90s when, like, superhero stuff was, like, whatever. And it was on HBO and it's an anime... And it's like it's rated R, so there's tits in it. There's swearing, like yeah. there's like really dark subject. I'm like, how? And it lasted three seasons, so and wow. it was really good, really good. But like each season's only like eight or nine episodes or something, so it's short. But um, yeah, Last Voyage of the Demeter, I would highly, 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 highly recommend it. It's just it's a it's a good slasher film with a with a cool little payoff, but also maybe a little cliffhanger. You don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you've read the book, you know that you know there's a cliffhanger. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. Well, I, I won't say anything after that because there's something else at the end that made me go, "Ooh." Well, I guess I can say it. Uh, it looks like they're setting it up for a sequel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The book not? continues. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, they um, could. Yeah, uh, I guess it's not really a spoiler then. But uh, I would, yeah. I would definitely want to see that. Well, has it been doing good in the I theaters? I don't know. Uh, it, I it was so weird. You know, I was you know we watched Instagram stories and then like I I was scrolled through with someone's story and then I just saw it. Mm-hmm. It's like last voice, the Demeter, and it's just like this thing, and I just see like a Dra- I see Dracula's name, and I was like, "What is this?" And so one night, I was just bored. I was at home. I'm like, I was like, "God, I got, I'm showered. I'm all, I'm all cleaned up. I want to go do something." And I'm like, "I'm gonna go see this movie." Yeah. So I went, I went and saw the movie, and, and it's very, very good. So I've been um, wanting to see. I've been right when I read Dracula the first time, I was like, "This would be a great movie, just this part." Yeah. And so I'm glad that it finally happened. Yeah. So yeah. I do don't have to write it. Do you have one more? Because I have one more. Uh, no, I don't. So I saw Blue Beetle. <gasps> oh my Blue. god, another DC film. Yeah. I thought you hated fucking yeah. DC. <laughs> well, you know, they've been they've Besides been doing Batman, better. but so I I thought it was fine. I gave it three stars. It was Is it better than Flash? No. Flash is better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Flash is better. Um it was it was enjoyable. It, it's basically like Iron Man meets like Spider Man. 
Okay. Yeah. You had the kid so, from so uh, Cobra where, Kai. Yeah, this is where my Iron Spider joke comes back after after five, six years. Okay. Episode 50 from one to... Hey, look. See, it's like poetry when it rhymes. Iron Spider. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyways, but yeah, <laughs> I thought um, it was fine. Yeah. I, I felt like the family was a little annoying. Um, uh, George Lopez was not as bad as I thought he would be. That's kind of his character. His character is like this weird lefty conspiracy theorist, so the whole Batman's a fascist thing kind of makes sense to his character okay. the movie's not trying to shit on like other superheroes or anything it i think it i think it was just supposed to be funny but i also know that the director did make the movie and he had intention to have political stuff in it like there's 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 a lot of little woke lines in it about the way that mexicans are treated there's this one scene where like um the white corporatists are trying to get um jaime the the, the cobra kai character and his parents are being like his whole family's being dragged out of their house, and you just hear, now round them up. And it, it had that immigration, like, oh, ice shit. vibe. Based. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan can say that because he's Mexican. That's he's, right. He's legal. But, um, yeah, it was <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was very much, like, very on the nose. There's a lot of that on the nose. There's a line about sexism that's really on the nose. And, so, and, and it's funny. And the director intended for that. He said that himself. But, you know, it's so funny because he was saying all this shit and then, like, the reviews started to come out. The movie was bad. And then he kind of just switched course just being like, just just see the movie, guys. Come on. It's representation. Really good. Yeah. Like, when everything else fails, you just say, like, it's been ah, doing well, re- though. representation, been, representation. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's been doing well, though. The reviews have been really No, good. it's been bombing, though. Like, no, it's been bombing been, in the box office. I thought it had, like, wait, oh, no, I'm thinking about Gran Turismo. Never mind. <laughs> no, Gran Turismo is doing great. But, uh, no, Blue Beetle's doing really bad. Oh, I, I kept on seeing reviews and people are like giving it sevens and eights. Well, and people stuff. liked it, but like financially, it's not doing So this is well. like the last movie. It's like The Flash. Like the, people liked it, but it bombed. Yeah. This yeah. is probably, I think, the last, if you want to call it the Snyderverse. No, it's a Aquaman will be if that movie oh, ever okay. comes out. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't, uh, so, I wait till it comes on stream. Is there any kind of references to any other? Well, here's the thing. I think they could keep it because they, they reference Batman and they reference the flash, but they don't reference any event that has happened. So it's like, you could keep this, you could keep it. Like it's, it's, there's enough going on in it. And, and to where it's like, it's, it's, it's open-ended as far as like, it's the, the world that it's set into where it's like, yeah, you can, you can drop this in any sort of DC universe. Or you can make it one of those world. Elseworld. Movies. Yeah, or you can make it an elsewhere. I don't know. I, I liked it. I, it wasn't great, but I enjoyed it. Hmm. But I wouldn't recommend seeing Susan it Sarandon as the bad guy. Though. Yeah, and she, oh, so she like totally phones it in. That's like weird. It, to it me. looked like yeah. that from the trailer. Yeah, she's she phoning it. She does not give a shit about it. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I actually, oddly enough, I liked George Lopez a lot more hmm. than I liked her. Yeah, is this like the what is this like the fourth or fifth straight like bomb for like a superhero movie? I well, for so. DC, pretty much. Well, well it, DC, it's like it's like the second one. I think. It's like okay, DC so you, you had you had Wonder Except Woman two, which bombed. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, like, but like this year though, just right? year. This, yeah. So oh, I year. think the only one that didn't was the Spider Man movie. Yeah, well, that was last year. Wait, so, so, no, so, no, no, the, so we had Spider-Verse. we had uh, we had uh, uh, Ant Man. Ant Man. What other Marvel film came out this year? Um, I think there was another one, wasn't there? Was there I don't think Doctor Strange was this year. No, 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 no. It was Doctor Strange. Yes. No, no, no. Wait a minute. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Nope. No, no it, was, it probably it wasn't. Was not. You're, right. You're right. It wasn't. Yeah, I don't think. Last I think Dark Oh, Guardians. Guardi- but Guardians Guardians didn't bomb. Guardians oh, yeah. Guardians, Guardians did not bomb. Well. So, Guardians and. and uh, yeah, okay. Ant Man. Yeah, yeah. So, so Ant Man bombed, and Ant-Man then bombed. Flash bombed, Flash. and then Blue Beetle bombed. So, that's three at least that I can think of. I thought there was another one. Yeah, well, I, can't, I don't remember because I know that um, Guardians. Well, even before that, like there was a. Uh, Oh, there was Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Oh, That's yeah, right. that bombed. Yeah, that bombed, too. Yeah. 
So not not and good. The, the, and the Marvels got pushed back again, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> or are they coming out this November? I finally, think they are going to come out. Yeah. That one, I don't know. I don't well, know. Aquaman I don't know, was man. supposed to come out in yeah. November, December. Yeah, but I think they pushed it back again. Jesus didn't Christ! They? Probably kicking out Amber Heard before she shits yeah. on another bed. <laughs> <laughs> she really shit the bed. Didn't yeah, they really shit the bed on this one. Hey. But yeah, I think that you know. Um, uh, uh, Superhero oh, uh, fatigue. Stefan and I saw Eternals the other night. We watched it. Yeah. Okay, so the thing about Eternals, though, if I, you don't mind me touching on this really quick, yeah. I like that movie. Really? I liked Eternals. I didn't... I liked the whole... Okay, for me, someone like... Uh, okay, what was the name of the big uh, Titan or whatever the fuck they called it? Oh. Um, okay, so the <laughs> that thing that showed up at the end... Uh, yeah. The, the, the Ar- Artemis Animus, whatever yeah. the fuck. Yeah, the Celestial. Ar- Arshrim or yeah. Ashrian. A- oh. oh, I liked the, the Galactus guy. It wasn't Galactus, but oh. the, 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 the big red Celestial. I liked that that a lot. Like that yeah. little concept. I, I think we all agreed. Because me and Stefan and our friend Alex watched it. And we all agreed we really liked that stuff. Like this giant cosmic being just talking to this little thing. It almost had like the kind of like this like biblical kind of yeah. feel to it. Um. So you liked that, is what you said. I mean, I, I, I saw it, and I was like, this, this is not really a bad movie. I, I, it was a little copycat of, like, uh, you know, the girl who runs fast, like The Flash. You have Icarus, who's, like, Superman and can run. Yeah, well, and that was the thing about these characters. I'm like, I'm like all these characters just feel like like knockoffs of, like, other superheroes. It's yeah. like you have Flash, you have Superman, you have, like, I don't know, like, Wonder Woman-type stuff. and You like, had that one guy, I forgot the name, actor in the, he's, like, uh, Indian or yeah. something. He was, so we talked about this. We were watching the movie, and we were like, you know... It would have been cool if the entire movie like was about him and his friend. Oh, the guy, the filmmaker. Yeah, because like they were like they were the most interesting part of the whole movie was like their dynamic. They were the most accessible. Yeah, and I was like, this would have been great if it's just like if it's like a superhero comedy and it's starring him, and like and then like you know the buddy's gonna come along and then the buddy can be the audience. So like like anytime something has to be explained to the buddy, it's it's the movie explaining it to the audience. I'm like, yeah, that could have worked. I think it would have been a way better film. But I mean, like, there's a million reasons why this movie sucked. I'm not even gonna go into it because it's two years old. But yeah. it's it's I hated yeah. it. Like, I mean, we, we were just laughing through it. I was drunk. Like, <laughs> like I, I didn't give movies a shit. Movies that suck, I need to get drunk yeah. too. Like, no, I oh, liked and it, then though. there's a Blade reference at the very end. Like, you hear his voice. Yeah. Which was so random. Blade. Which was probably just ADR. He probably wasn't even on yeah. set. Because it was really weird. Because there's a lot of actors in this were from Game of Thrones. You know. Oh um, yeah, there's like like. A lot of people from Game of Thrones, yeah. like um, James Morrison, who played Icarus, um, uh, uh, Kit Harrington, who played yeah. the Black Knight, um, and yeah, and, and so on, and so on. Yeah, um, I thought the enemies in that movie sucked, though. Those like creature things. I remember them had a question. Oh, that like, was the other thing too. Like, like, like. So the weird, the deviants. Like one of them starts becoming like sentient, and there's this whole like there was this element of it that was really interesting, and then they just kill him. Here's the, the line that actually pissed me off. So there was a uh, line where Kit Harrington's talking to um, what's her. What's her name? Fuck, I don't remember the the teacher that actually could turn things into water. Yeah, the the, the Lucy Lou or whatever. Cersei. Her name was Cersei. Cersei. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're having a discussion, and they're like, "How come you guys didn't help when Thanos was here?" And she's like, "We don't interfere, like in uh, you know whatever Earth based problems." I'm like, "This is a this is a universal problem." Yeah, it was like a universal. This is about the destruction of the universe because we weren't written yet. Yeah, See, we I'm, I'm, I I can't wait for like Deadpool three to come out because when that question gets asked, "Where were you during this?" It's like, "Oh, I just wasn't. Uh, they didn't buy me yet." Rumor, like, rumor, 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 uh, that Hugh Jackman will be in Secret Wars. Oh. And then Tobey Maguire is coming back for Secret Wars. Oh, oh Secret Wars is that a is that, is that multiverse? Is that uh, greenlit? Is that happening? 
Well, yeah, both of them are greenlit. I just don't know what the fuck they're going to do with uh, M- M- Jonathan Majors. Yeah. So he uh, things are looking up for him. It seems like so Is he it, at court or did so he? his uh, that chick lied about everything and it, like it's basically like it's yeah like she lied she actually got arrested. Wow. Yeah, I knew she was lying. This dude. is yeah. Depp country this now. This is Johnny Depp country now. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, uh, so he's going to continue as King. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I don't know. I mean, he hasn't been fired from anything. I mean, his okay. agent dropped him and that sucked, but like he, yeah. he's still King. Um, I don't know. Keep him. Yeah. Keep, if Amber, hey, if Amber gets to work which, for what she did, he can work. And, yeah. and apparently he might not have done anything. So yeah, I, I say, let him keep working. Um, but I don't I mean, like Marvel is just falling apart in general. Like it's, it's all, I mean like Marvel DC, like Warner brothers seems like they, like they don't even know what they're doing. And how did you just smack your face against? Because I did this. <laughs> oh fuck! That threw me the fuck um, off. What are you, Riley? Now from talk to me, <laughs> bashing your head and everything. But um, yeah, you know, uh, over, overall, I, I really, I don't know. I've been having fun seeing a lot more movies lately. I've been in, even when yeah. they're bad. I'm, I've just been enjoying going to the theater, and like I've been lucky. I'm knock on, knock on some wood here. Knock on wood. I haven't like had like a bad experience with like shitty teenagers or anything yet. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, hopefully it stays that way. Also, too, like, I always sit in the handicap seats. <laughs> because you're handicapped? Because I'm handicapped. You know what I mean? I probably shouldn't have made that joke, but whatever. Um, I swear, it, it, I swear I'm just drunk. But, like, uh, yeah, like, uh, it's just great because they always have a spot to sit in. And, and like, they're just, they're great seats. Yeah, they're, they're up front. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. perfect. So uh, yeah, that that I guess that concludes our uh, yeah, our blockbuster our extravaganza. 50. Oh, one more thing. Part I want to say uh, rest in peace, uh, Arlene Sorkin. I think is her name, but played oh, the voice yeah. of uh, Harley Quinn in the animated yeah. series for Batman. Oh, what'd you she do? She passed her? away. What'd you do? <laughs> yeah, she just died. <laughs> you man. sexist bastard! You so killed no, her. her. It was I saw a picture someone drew of uh, Batman. You know, uh, Kevin Conroy's Batman mm. and her Harley Quinn. They were just like holding hands and they had yeah. halos over their heads. Oh, oh. Yeah, so she's not the newest one, right? Who's no, she was in the, the anime series, but she was also no, but she was uh, Harley Quinn in Arkham Asylum, Arkham Knight, and Ar- Ar- Arkham City. Oh, okay. Yeah, her. No, no, no. She, uh, she was, she wasn't. Uh, she wasn't the, in Arkham Knight, but it was another. She, she wasn't in Arkham Knight or in Arkham uh, uh, City. Yeah. But uh, oh yeah, because wasn't it, wasn't it the girl who played Bubbles who ended up Tara Strong? Yeah, yeah she yeah. played her in uh, Arkham City and Arkham Knight. Yeah, yeah. And she's now playing her in other stuff. And like now it's a uh, Kaylee Coco or something from Oh, I have no Big idea. Bang Theory. But I just want to say rest in peace. You were you were awesome. Yeah, Harley Quinn. Pudding. I guess Joker finally did her in. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a strong punch. He's a crazy Chris Browner or whatever. Yeah. So episode fifty, man. <laughs> we we got to fifty at least. You know. Yeah, we half, did it. Half of a hundred. We so. did it. With so yeah, Stefan, thank you once again, as always, for coming on and talking yeah. movies with yeah. us. Unof- our unofficial third. Yeah. Unofficial uh, third. Blockbuster. Third blockbuster summer extravaganza. Yeah. 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 The the. the Part movies, two. the movies, the movies. Not a, not a bad year. Not a bad year for home. No, and it's it's going to be even better coming at the end. We got yeah. a Scorsese movie coming out, David Fincher movie coming out, another Wes Anderson movie uh, coming out, and uh, yeah, sweet, yeah. sweet, right on. Well, let's just put a cap on that. And once again, guys and listeners and women and feminists and uh, right wing Nazis, Kenner, Kenner G's out there, Kenner, or Ken- Kenists. <laughs> Uh, this is an episode, number 50 of the Geek Moshpit Podcast. My name is Jason. And I'm Anthony. And check us out on Instagram and uh, Facebook. We're on Facebook, right? Yes. Yeah, and Facebook and is, X. 
An X. We're on X. And Go next to Spotify, SoundCloud. All right, you guys. Have a good one. We'll talk to you later. See you later. Bye. Bye.